What's up, sandwich heads? Today on Steve O's Sandwich Reviews, we've got the tips and tricks to the best sandwich order. And it all starts with this little guy right here Pepsi Zero Sugar. Partial to pastrami, craving a Cubano. Yeah, sounds delicious, but boom! Add the crisp, refreshing taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar and cue the fireworks. Lunch, dinner, or late night, it'll be a sandwich worth celebrating. Trust me, your boy's eaten a lot of sandwiches in his day, and the one thing I can say with absolute fact every bite is better with Pepsi. Previously on Lonely Boys. It, wait, what are you even doing here? Your stepmom hadn't gotten up before noon all week. She does. You'll spend the day hiding in my closet. Mmm, kinky. All right, I'll go. I just wanted to make sure we're on for tonight. I was thinking Italian. Maybe Mirandi or Il Buco? I mean, if you don't want to go to town, we could walk to Tony's. Taking DVD. out a DVD, look at all what? the pills inside. D- DVD? What What year is it? Why are we watching DVDs? Uh, oh, uh, not, not that I don't love popcorn in a movie, but I mean, it's Saturday night. I wanted to go out. We are. In fact, we have a half dozen deliveries to make at some parties. Of course, there's drugs in this Endless Nights DVD case. Mm-hmm. Again? You're the you're the only dealer in town? No rest for the wicked. I may have to leave these here for the day, if that's cool. Yeah, okay. Shaking my head. Oh, and I'm still talking, too. Jenny's <laughs> Drugway Station. <laughs> <laughs> that's one good thing. That's, all right, that's, that's one good thing about my parents being in this huge, unexplainable fight. Well... I can think of other things that are huge. (laughs) Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season three, episode 15 of Gossip Girl, the 16-year-old virgin. I'm not here by myself, of course. I am here with the creepy Uncle Jack of podcasting to my naughty nephew Chuck of podcasting, Brendan Ruffel. Hello, and I am your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, of course, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Hoda Cream Nation, recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. You know, yeah. I, I hate being compared to Jack. This is yeah. like, this is yeah, an the... all-time bad Jack episode. Like, he's supposed to be bad, obviously, but th- th- like, I really hate him today. If nothing more, he's just because worst. of his acting. <laughs> this is a horrible, horrible <laughs> actor. My he, God. Uh, when, he, when he said... Naughty nephew, naughty nephew to Chuck. It really made me thinking that if you're the creepy uncle of podcast, then I must be the naughty, the naughty nephew. I think we, maybe you know we would also have similar acting chops too. If you, if you guys listen to Lonely Boys Theater, you know that me and that, me and Jack have very similar acting yeah. chops. Yeah, you're pretty bad. Yeah, you're pretty bad. Um, Brendan, would you believe? I, I know it was just the two of us last week, but we are back in the guest era of this podcast already. <laughs> you know, I can't believe I'm still talking to my friends about uh, the Brendan month. I can't believe that's over. <laughs> You're still telling people? Yeah, we're about uh, 10 weeks, 10 episodes removed from that already. Yeah, those are the good old days. Well, Brendan, our guest on today's podcast, I'm very excited for. I asked her to come on months and months ago, and we're finally here. Uh, iconic podcaster in her own right, a, a big brother podcasting legend. Of course, it's Melissa with three A's. Melissa Denny is here. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be here. I know it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm very hard to uh, pin down, I think. I have a, like 
every time someone asks me to be on a pod, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, I have like five months uh, where I can't do it. So hopefully we can do it in five months. So yeah, and that's uh, perfect yeah. for my scheduling. Yeah, <laughs> that is perfect. That's for right. you. Great. When I asked you and you were like, yeah, it just I it's big brother season right now. So it'll have to be months later. I'm like, listen, I, it, that that's fine. I've I have a bunch of things booked already. So by oh, yeah. the time we get to, it'll probably be the off season anyway. And our, our luck, it is. Yeah, Matt, it is. Matt here it loves is to awesome. schedule the podcast more than he likes doing the podcast. <laughs> yes, I love I love booking guests. So fun. What a, what a fun, <laughs> cool time. Yeah, I feel like um, this is, it was very different for me preparing for this podcast because I feel so much less prepared for this than I feel prepared for my Big Brother podcast because I feel like there's so much more you can do to prepare for Big Brother podcast, which right. is like watch the live feeds, read the comments, like see what people are saying, go on Twitter, you know, all that sort of stuff to prepare and like here it was like okay watch an episode and it's like but that's where's it. all the information you did yeah, more than there, i did yeah. <laughs> there should be live feeds of the upper east side for when uh, mm. when the episode ends you could just <laughs> I like that. see i feel see like that I, would scare me too much to see all that i don't know if i want to see any of that <laughs> yeah maybe i'll set up live feeds uh, of the crematorium over here you should set up live feed in your basement <laughs> yeah that sounds like a, a great idea. theater yeah um you, you, yeah. you, you told me your preparation for the podcast, and it's already more than you had to do, so I think you're, <laughs> you're very prepared. But we, we ask all of our new guests here uh, what their history with Gossip Girl is. So uh, have you watched the show? Have you rewatched it? When did you watch it? How did you get into it? And all that stuff. And if you haven't watched it, then, uh, you know, why didn't you watch it? Yeah, um, I watched it when it first came out. Well, first of all, I read the book books a few of them I don't remember wow. how many had come out before this show started but I had read the books and so then when they announced they were doing the show I was like really excited and I watched it from the beginning um and then I kind of like fell off like well I remember when it first came out and it was like the big deal and like the music especially it was like they mm -hmm. had such awesome music in that like first the first few episodes that everyone was just like going nuts for and like it was similar to like the OC where yes. it, I don't know if it's the same music person, but maybe it is. But the OC music was so popular at the time and like the mixtapes that they come out with was so popular. And then like with Gossip Girl, it was very similar, but it was a different style of music. It was like more like New York. I don't know. Centered yeah. music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really loved the music and I was I'll admit I was like disappointed in like the show because it was like not what I pictured when I read the books. Um, like the characters were not at all what I pictured. And they also, sorry, I'm like totally rambling here, but no, they no, also no. changed Jenny a ton from the books. Mm -hmm. And I like hated the way that they had Jenny in the show. And I just felt like in the, in the book, she's like this nerd girl or loser girl or whatever who has like giant boobs and like is not do you remember this, that like, being a big point a big right for some of, reason of that book, was like yeah. a huge talking point in the book like i don't get why but it was like oh, I can't man i can't be boobs. popular i have giant boobs it's <laughs> yeah. like i Probably don't get hate but whatever <laughs> i i thought it was like a strange plot point but the point was is that she wasn't this like wayfish like I don't know, like beautiful blonde that they had her as in the, you know, show. So I was very, I was very like disappointed at first, but I did get into the show. Um, but then when I like went off to college, I, I like kind of just fell off and I didn't watch it. And then 
more recently, like a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, I guess, maybe five, eh, <laughs> like seven years ago or something, I was like, I'm going to rewatch all of the episodes. And so I, I watched the whole thing from the beginning to the end. And I was like pretty into it at the time, just because like, when, when you get on a roll with something like that and you're like binging it, it's kind of fun mm-hmm. and you like get really into the characters and stuff. Um, and then I proceeded to just like totally forget about it. So when I watched <laughs> this episode that we're going to talk about, um, I had no clue what was going on and I was very lost. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know like what any of like the side characters were, like who Jack was or anything. And so I was just like, it, I was just watching along, but I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. I think any individual yeah, episode of Gossip Girl is such a whirlwind. It oh, it is. <laughs> it is. And I yeah. think that's part of the reason why I kind of fell off of it was it just felt like so unbelievable at times. I, I don't know. Like, like, And also, you guys talked about how Jack is a bad actor. Well, he's from Dexter and he was great in Dexter. But I think like when you go on the show, and I've seen this happen to many guest <laughs> uh-huh. stars, when you go mm-hmm. on the show, you just like become bad. And I think it's <laughs> the dialogue. Like, that, I just that think could the dialogue, be, yeah, the dialogue is so cheesy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's true. It's, like, terrible. Right, you know, there's no when good way to deliver this. bad dialogue. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> um, yeah, six years ago is when I first binge-watched all of it, but I've I've since gone back and rewatched it. And I did – see, the first time I watched it, I liked it so much that I got the book, and then I read the first one and said, I think I'll just rewatch the show, actually. And oh, so you were, I just, like a, you were a show-first person and yes, then the book? Yes, yes. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. But what I do remember from the one book that I read is that uh, Jenny has big boobs, and I believe Vanessa has like is like bald or has a shaved head or yes. something, which is yes. also Yes, oh my God, yes, case. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, she's not this show. like hot girl. She's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. she's this like artsy bald girl. Uh-huh. Like, right. who's, well, like, I think she has not bald about energy, appearances. <laughs> but she's like, she's like not about appearances. She's like, she's anti everything that like the Upper West Side or whatever like stands for. And like, so that's why it's like this whole interesting storyline of like her and dan and her and the versus like you know everybody there this it's like uh yeah okay i can see vanessa like being part of everything like mm-hmm. what's the problem <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. she's just as and hot so as everyone else it, yeah exactly so it kind of like loses that for me right. i guess there's actually a and season so, though where yeah. she would be better off bald honestly there's a whole like season two <laughs> terrible hair so <laughs> shave it off i say <laughs> well uh melissa do you have a favorite and or least favorite character of the show Oh my god. Um well least favorite would have to be Jenny. She just no. sucks. Uh, this is a pro Jenny podcast. Oh god, and so does Vanessa. They both hey, There we go. All right. You bounce it out. I'm I'm like not with. a fan of either of them just cuz like uh the character of Jenny is so annoying and also the fact that like they change I'm uh, I hate doing this too where it's like oh it's different from the book. But like <laughs> right. she they like even even I could even get it like go with the Jenny from the first few episodes or like the first season or whatever, mm-hmm. where it was like, she's really trying to fit in and like, she's right. trying to find her place there. Like that absolutely. Like I get that. And that was like similar to the book as she like wanted to be a part of it. But then when like Taylor Momsen was like, I'm done with this show. I'm a bad girl. <laughs> they like changed yeah, the like, character so almost. completely just right. to be like, okay, please stay on the show. Like yeah. we'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> and so they like, it just like doesn't reflect like what, my thoughts on Jenny or what the books did. It's like very Game of Thronesy in that way where it's like the books were written and then like mm. the show was written, but then like it totally deviated and the books were still being written and the show was still being written. And so you're like reading the books while also watching the show and you're like, these are totally different people. Um, so it was very confusing to me, but I guess like 
Jenny just also makes like the worst decisions like all the time. Like every decision right. she makes is like a bad decision and everyone has to save her all the time. <laughs> um, well, they don't have to get so much so, into her business though. Like let the, let the kid be a kid. Like the whole, yeah, the well, whole, the whole episode is yeah. just like the whole town coming in and like we need to save you. She's like, can I just be just fucking sixteen? Okay, no, I do have to agree with that though. Like this episode in particular, like why does everybody care? Rufus calls like, everyone, and everyone is like down for the cause. Yeah, it's like everybody has to like get their piece in about like why Jenny should or shouldn't. Yeah, I think lawyer Doug was there to help guy. too. Like, nobody, this should not be a conversation with anybody. Like, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with every single character about this. So bizarre to me. And like maybe at the time, like when I was in high school or something, I like watching that or something, I might have been like, "This is like super important, and everyone needs to talk about it or whatever." But it just like now watching it, I'm like, okay, like this. Yeah, I could get why the dad might want to have a conversation with her yeah. and like why you know that sort of thing. But like Serena and Nate and everyone <laughs> getting involved, like. What are they doing? It's so bizarre to me. So yeah, I I guess like it it's a waste of a lot of time. Like her storylines, I think, and then the Vanessa storylines sure. are just like very annoying I, I, and a waste of time. Any Vanessa storyline get out of there. Yeah. Who's yeah. your favorite though? Um, oh gosh, I feel like it changes. Like, cause you know, sometimes I like Serena, but then like in episodes like these where she's just like inserting herself and doing these oh, like God. plans, it's like it's very so annoying. These are the exact yeah. ones that are the worst. Yeah, and then like Blair, I like sometimes, but then sometimes she does that type of thing where she inserts herself or whatever, or is just like a jerk, and I don't like that. And then sometimes I like Chuck, but then sometimes he sucks. So, like, and Dan too, like he's the same thing. So nobody, no good nobody, nobody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no favorite character. <laughs> take. I guess I would say bad. Like all of them are bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not the best uh, cast of characters. They, they, not not one perfect character in the bunch here. Um, it's just who you hate the least at any given moment. Right. right but we will exactly. say I will say about Blair at least when she does insert herself, it's at least charming and funny. As opposed yeah, to where true. Serena doesn't, it, it's just annoying. Yeah, that, you at least get some like fun watchability out right. of it. Yeah, so we can all agree. We can be t Team Blair going forward. Um, <laughs> we'll just get, we'll Brendan... assign you a character. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I like Blair enough. Great. Perfect. Uh, Brendan, it's your time to shine here. Oh, no. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. You thought you were going to get away with this. The name of the episode is The 16-Year-Old Virgin. Do you know what that is referencing? Yes, it is um, the movie that is about my future, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> very good brendan you've yeah. gotten your stats up to seven for 15 you're dancing around that 500 ah, mark again damn you are right there one more and you're at one 500 more. okay I'm, I'm rooting for you we're all rooting i'm sure for everybody you. is um original air date march 22nd 2010 let's get into it rufus is we're gonna start with rufus in the loft uh jenny back in the loft again so even though it seemed like she kind of ran away again last week she is not homeless she is back at living at home and, uh, you know, Rufus asks if she wants breakfast. She She's just going to be a dick to him in, in this yeah. entire scene. She's like, waffles, shocker. I get <laughs> it. Homeschool, homeschool. And, yeah, Rufus says she has to be home at 4.15 on the dot. So it seems like the school lets out really late over here on the Upper East Side. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What do we, we get out at, like, 2.45 in high school? 1.55 at the high school I work at. What the hell? Yeah. That's so early. Jeez. Yeah, mine was, like, 2 some two thirty or something. Two uh, yeah. Something we got out around. at two two ten I think, when we were okay. in high school. Yeah. 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 But uh, they're not getting out till 4.15, I guess. So uh, that is that is the rule here. Jenny is grounded. She's not allowed to go anywhere else. But as soon as she leaves, she orders a car. And she's literally only two feet away from the door when she orders this car to the Smith he Hotel. He can hear her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's part of the thrill, baby. 
<laughs> also, I'm a, I'm a little surprised. Like, this is going to come up later, but I'm surprised that Rufus already isn't, like, physically walking her to I know. school. <laughs> yeah. He has one of those, like, I wouldn't trust her at all. He's going to no, get yeah. one of those big baby front pouches and to carry her that way. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the dramatic slow motion of Jenny letting her hair down and walking away. And oh, my God. I yeah, <laughs> as if that was, like, such a big change or something. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, oh, this girl's a bad girl. She doesn't have her hair up. She has it down. Exactly. Yeah, I was wondering if I was gonna, thought there was going to be, like, a dyed hair job or something. Like, oh, no, it's oh. just the same hair? Okay. Sure. Yeah, I root. thought she was going to, like, rip off her shirt or, like, tie it up or do something that, like, yeah. or, like, take off her, like, stockings or something but like no, no. it no it's just like i'm not wearing my hair up that's what a good girl does can't let rufus yeah. see you have your hair down that would that would be if, no good if, this, if um, this was happening like right now or maybe like even 2018 plus like she would definitely have a, a shaved side by now one of the sides uh, would oh, definitely yeah. be shaved. of course um <laughs> so I, we've been doing a couple of OC episodes recently, Brendan, and this got me, like, I just realized that we're still seeing Jenny as, like, this young character of the show, but right now in Gossip Girl, she is canonically older than the characters on the first season that of the OC. That is insane, that she's older than Ryan. <laughs> which is insane because, they, yeah, which is insane because all of those characters are, like, already having sex. And it's also insane because Taylor Momsen is, like, eight years younger than the actors of the OC right. were at the time. That, that's so By the way, I'm obsessed with the OC. Yeah, okay. You you should come on for the OC as oh, well because we just started absolutely. recapping OC episodes. Yeah, please. Ugh, it's so good. It's great it so far. Is, we're, we're in like, I think we just so did good. episode nine and I, I love the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, so, gotta say, yes. it's, a, it's a better show than Gossip I Girl. I wish I could sure, watch but... it faster because um, well, we watched that show slower than this show. But the other day, honestly, I did for the first time ever. I, I was on HBO Max and like our, our watching showed up yeah. like where, where we're at currently with the show. And I was like, you know what? I wish I could just like really sink my teeth into Gossip Girl. I wish I could just keep going. And I, that was wow. the first time I ever had that feeling. The Gossip Girl or the OC? Gossip Girl. The OC, so you, I, so you really from day one, I wanted to watch more, more OC, but well, this is the first time okay. ever. It took three seasons gotcha, for me to gotcha. be like, yeah, I could go for the rest of this. Oh, wow, so you're finally starting to like the show that we cover every week. <laughs> finally. It only took three seasons. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm very yeah. happy for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like that happens, though, where it's like, if you watch just like one episode, something with two episodes, something, you're kind of just like, okay, well... Yeah. All right. Right. And then like if you the more you watch it like and binge it, I guess, like the more it's like you kind of like it becomes like a comfortability thing where it's totally. like, right. you, like living in that to world. like watch it. Yeah, like that happened to me with Gilmore Girls where it's like I knew oh, everyone yeah. loved the show. Oh and like yeah. I would watch I watched like the first season and I was kinda like I, I like I like it enough, but like I don't love it. So like what's the deal? What's everyone so into? And then it's like you keep watching it and then you become like invested in that when you feel like yeah. you're part of it. You feel it's like, like it's town. like I, home. I, I, I can watch, watch any it. episode yeah. and just drop in and be like, all right, I'm here. Especially, I'm comfy. Yeah. It's fall. Especially exactly. for Gilmore girls. Like that's such a huge, like world building show where oh, you yeah. really, oh, for uh, sure. yeah, it's really good. Um, so Blair is on the phone with Elizabeth here and Chuck has an emergency meeting with his lawyer. Um, so, He's going to meet up with them later. So Blair tells her new buddy, Elizabeth, that uh, there's actually something that Chuck wants to ask her and to call when she's in the lobby as Chuck is entering with his lawyer. And uh, the big story of this episode is that uh, Chuck is getting me too, to put it in like <laughs> more modern right. day terms. Uh, several female employees at the Empire are suing me for sexual harassment. Obviously, there were incidents with room service at the palace, but that was my father's hotel. I was a kid. I would never do that now. Not in my hotel. Not to you. Which is an interesting statement him for like many reasons like because yeah. every time we mention 
how much we like Chuck, we obviously have to bring up how terrible he was at the beginning of season one. So this is obviously something that Chuck would have done back in those days. Uh, It is interesting that the show is bringing this up because up until now, it seemed like the show would rather us forget about his troubling past, but it's being brought back to the forefront again. Right, and, and it, they've brought it up like... a couple times, maybe, but th- that's about it. Maybe the one scene with Jenny, maybe last season, they, right. they hint at it, but you're right. Now they, they're they really bringing it back yeah. as a main storyline. I feel like it was also like a very interesting parallel with like real life. Yes, with, like, it is interesting. Yeah. Yes, it is interesting that this is happening to the Ed Westwood character as, as well, because this is going to happen to him in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they knew. I just was like watching it, and I totally didn't remember that this was even a storyline. So I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, funny." Yes, wow. <laughs> it's also when Chuck says, "I was a kid, I would never do that." Now I feel like that is the show officially saying that like Chuck is canonically a different person from the beginning of the show, right? And like that's how the like, audience, hey is guys, to you feel can about forgive him, him well. kind of. <laughs> yeah, like they also, are straight how up many saying years they're supposed to have passed since then. Like, like two, saying, two. Like, I, I guess two a and a half. I guess. Not that much time, but okay. Yeah, but this is all the accusations are like from other girls too. That so he could have done more stuff after Jenny. It could have been last year, honestly. It could have been one year ago. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, they're straight up saying Chuck is a different person now, as far as the show's concerned. And then I also I don't know why Chuck throws in not in my hotel, not to you, because that kind of makes it seem like he's only not harassing women because it's his hotel and because he's with Blair. Like, (laughs) otherwise, fair game. Right. I wouldn't do this. Not in my hotel. Not not not, <laughs> not with you, Blair. Like what? Like just don't do it in general. Like, I don't yeah, know. like maybe that should be the start. Yeah, I do it in the Hilton. Like, yeah. not in my hotel. That's a great spot for not it. Not my hotel. This is ridiculous. I also I don't love the sense of Blair saying that uh, these women are scheming harlots trying to get Chuck to pay them off. Like, right, it just I goes right I don't to love that. that. Yeah, the, the believe women movement wasn't quite where where it is now. Especially and, when you're talking to Chuck, like you know his history. Like, you, maybe you should, there's a reason definitely to, to believe he, these girls. He's like, obviously, there was those room service people I harassed back in the day, but that was my father's hotel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we kind of have to feel the way Blair feels in order us for, like, in order for us to be on Chuck's side in this right. episode, which is unfortunate. Well, I guess the, the lawyer comes in and he does say, like, you know, we have, like, alibis for these girls that they weren't in these places when they said they were. So, like, I guess he's discrediting, like, half of them, like, legitimately to start. So, like, I guess that helps Blair's case. Yeah. Yeah, his lawyer, Lawyer Doug here, says that uh, two of the women weren't even in town during the nights of the alleged incident. That's two so out of Blair how many. wants to fight this. Yeah, exactly. But Chuck knows that uh, going to court would be a PR nightmare and that he has to settle. Sandy and Rachel would be proud. He, he has to settle. <laughs> he got to settle. Got to stay on those phones. <laughs> if Sandy has learned anything, it's that you have to. You don't want to take it to court. Oh, yeah. That, um, that big case will come yeah, around thank a little God, later. Yeah. Thank, thank God we have a lawyer on the podcast to really explain how all this works. <laughs> Yes, exactly. This is my specialty. I'm sure this is what you're dealing with every every day, every day. <laughs> yeah, no, not quite any of this. This is not really my forte. But if we want to talk about marketing law, then like, <laughs> okay. I'm there. <laughs> Hopefully, some of that comes up. <laughs> so, lawyer Doug leaves. Blair tells Chuck that uh, you know settlements are for the guilty. It's not fair, but. Chuck says that the historical society is honoring his father tonight, and he can't have this overshadowing the evening or anything else. Uh, his main concern is to keep this out of the press, which makes Blair think that Chuck just doesn't want uh, Elizabeth to see. And he's like, Elizabeth wouldn't believe this. But I, I don't know. Why would Elizabeth be so quick not to believe it? She hardly knows Chuck. Like, this right. whole episode depends on us thinking that Chuck and his mom have some unbreakable bond of trust with each other. I know, yeah. Even I, though they have known each other for like a week. I guess that's the thing about it is that they've known each other for a week and he doesn't want to alter his image with her like so early on, but still stupid. 
Yeah, I know. I get that. But even even everything that happens like later in the episode, like just the fact that he's going to end up signing his hotel over her <laughs> is insane. No, yeah, yeah, it's it's all insane, silly. and we will get into that. That, that woman just has really. So Lily shows up to the loss. I, I guess that must be it. Yeah. Um, Lily's at the loft. She's checking in on Rufus, wants to know how things are with Jenny. And uh, Lily and Rufus seem to be on good terms here. They can joke with each other about it. and Because uh, when Rufus is like, uh, you know, me and Jenny have an understanding. She has to come home straight from school, isn't allowed to date boys with bags of pills. Lily's like, oh, I bet she was furious. Uh-huh. And she asks, wants to ask Rufus about the scarf, but he gets a phone call from Queller and finds out that Jenny did not go to school today and has been cutting classes all week. So, so much for their little understanding. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what you expect from Jenny. I was surprised to even see her in the house to start the episode. <laughs> I expected to like start uh, yeah. and be like, "All right, Jenny's been living like on the streets for, or with Damien for a month now." <laughs> I, yeah, I thought she'd just be living with Damien for for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Nate and Serena are intercoursing uh, this time without <laughs> breakfast foods. I, I I guess this was like the literal first thing they did this morning because so when Serena gets a text from Rufus, Nate's like, "Who's texting this early?" Um, but Rufus is freaking out. He can't find Jenny. She might be with Damien. What is Serena supposed to do about this? I mean, she does spring into action, but this it's is how they get her in. Like to, all hands to butt on deck. Let me let me text. Yeah, Serena loves butting into <laughs> yeah. other people's problems. Let me text her. Like Dan might not answer, but Serena will be. Qu- she will interrupt her session with Nate. Sorry, Rufus. I was just fucking. It's <laughs> just fucking. It's just insane. Like I, I also think that this scene was meant to like be um, a sort of red herring for like. Uh, because you see the blonde hair at first and like sex happening mm-hmm. like oh i guess the like the virgin thing is happening like real fast in this episode because you'd think maybe it's gonna be jenny mm-hmm. and like oh okay it's not okay i guess they're gonna wait till the end <laughs> of the episode like they should yes <laughs> so nate's like oh prince damien from the state dinner and uh, nate already hates damien and obviously have a, has a soft spot for jenny so obviously this will make him a little protective and serena tells nate that uh, damien tried to kiss her after she told him not to and now that creeps with jenny and the most attractive thing about a bad boy is your parents refusal to let you see him and that rufus is driving jenny right into damien's creepy arms um do you find that to be accurate is, is the best thing about the bad boy the uh your parents refusing to see to let you see him I feel oh, like yeah. I don't think that's like the best thing about them, but I definitely think that she's <laughs> right helps. in that like well, yeah. the more that a parent is like you're not allowed to do this or that, the more that some kids like want to do that. Yeah. So especially at that right. age. I, yeah, I think she especially with someone like Jenny, like I think she absolutely is like, Oh, so I'm not supposed to see him? Well, I'm gonna see him more. Like oh, yeah, it, for sure. It's yeah. And seriously, but the best thing about dating obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing about dating a bad boy is all the pills. Mm. That is the best part. That, that, yeah, exactly. Damien's coming <laughs> over with pills that they get to sell every day. That's also where um, I thought the episode was ending. I thought she was going to be like sad and then just like just have like a bunch of Damien's pills left over and just like where where is that? That's what the, the big thing about the OC is. It gets way more edgy than Gossip Girl, and I'm waiting for like someone to start doing drugs or something. I don't or like some shooting uh, maybe they, <laughs> some guns. I don't know. You want you want to shoot? You want a shooting and you want drugs? <laughs> yeah. Not enough. We had a, a shooting in like episode three of Gossip of, uh, of the OC. <laughs> yeah, they introduce a gun in episode five of Gossip Girl and an overdose in episode seven. They really waste no time on talking. the OC. <laughs> That's a good question though. Like, which show is more edgy? Like, I feel like it. It's a little of both. I think. Like, I think Gossip Girl is more about like the sex angle maybe yeah. like mm-hmm. more about like this is sexy and scandalous right. versus like the OC is more like this is like raw and edgy or whatever where it's like you almost went to jail and maybe he'll go into jail again and this person has a gun and right. then um more this like, person like dies rock for like early 2000s. yeah yeah um so serena is not going to let that happen immediately returns to her superpower of getting involved in Ugh. other people's business 
And then uh, we should stop texting Serena. Serena. Please stop. <laughs> Nate and Serena, not the only ones having sex at this early hour. Dan and Vanessa also in bed as Rufus is trying to call Dan. Uh, Rufus will not rest until no one is having morning sex. He needs to interrupt <laughs> I think that's his real motive everyone's... here, honestly. He knows everyone's banging. He's like, I got to stop this. <laughs> like, if me and Lily aren't banging, no one gets to bang. <laughs> uh, Dan doesn't want to explain where he's been because uh, of this thing with Vanessa. If it's going to work, they need to keep it casual, which, sure, okay. Um, if, if he tells Rufus it will feel serious, he's bad at lying to Rufus, so his plans to avoid him forever, I guess. Um, I God, and I I don't hate Dan. I I obviously we always talk about how we hate Vanessa. I don't hate Dan, but Dan and Vanessa together is the oh. worst thing this show has ever done. It's so unbearable, so horrible. It's just like beyond dull and boring. Like I'm sorry, what is the what is the the intrigue in the story? It's just like oh, two friends like yeah. are now banging. Like, I'm sorry, I don't get it. (laughs) And they can't tell anyone now because it'll be too real. Well, that's supposed to be the interesting wrinkles. Like, oh, but they can't tell anyone. But, like, why, though? That's the thing. It's like, it's a created thing. Like, they've created this problem for themselves. (laughs) It doesn't actually exist. No one's going to care. It's a manufactured problem. Yeah, no one's going to care that they're dating. It's so absurd. They'll be like, wait, but you're friends? And you're dating? This will never work. This could never be. I just like don't understand. It's just like they just want us to care about them. I just yeah, and it's, can't. it's not going to happen. Yeah, there's too much other stuff going on for me to care about Dan and Vanessa. Um, as we get the third straight scene of two characters making out in a bed, and this time it is Jenny and Damien. And I guess we're in Damien's hotel room now. So they're uh, they're starting to get hot and heavy, but all of a sudden Jenny stops because it's nine thirty and she is Latin. Also, oh, why does she care about that? That's what I was wondering. Is like, I'm know. sorry, she's been not going to school. She's been skipping class, and all of a sudden, she's like concerned about missing Latin at nine. Well, that's in the what morning. Damien. Well, he, that's what yeah, Damien he, he, says. She, she wants to skip school until he's ready to fuck, and then yeah, she's got to go. She, it is wild to me. Yeah, Damien thinks it's too big of a coincidence that every time they get to the same spot, Jenny has to go back to school. Okay, now nah, you got to go. Cool, yeah, yeah. She's like, of course, I want to be here. Um, but so Damien wants to talk about it. And he tells Jenny that she's an amazing girl, but when he dates someone, sex is usually part of the equation. And if she's not cool with that, it's fine, but she has to say something. So Jenny sticks to her story. She says she's not shutting him down. She just has a quiz, and uh, then she's got to go to her, you know, her other class and whatever. And so Damien tries to ask if she's never uh, dot, dot, dot. Doesn't actually say it. They, they kind of dance around um, <laughs> the word in this whole episode. But uh, Jenny swears that's not the case. She just doesn't like uh, her first time with someone to be rushed, and she has to go. Sorry. It's so funny right. that he doesn't want to rush, and then he's like, all right, we'll, we'll take it slow. How about let's do it tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <How laughs> Are you kidding me? We'll take it slow. How about tonight? <laughs> he's like, how about tonight? You can you can sneak out after your father goes to sleep. Uh, but then he also is like, but no rush. But no, but no, no, no rush. rush. No rush. And, but Jenny agrees. She'll see him tonight, but she clearly looks a little uncomfortable. And that that's the thing. Like, Damien is really towing the line between pressuring her to have sex and actually being down to wait until she's yeah, ready. Like, he's got he's all the moves of, of a good guy, but like the things that are yeah. actually come out of his mouth are just like douchebag. Yeah, he's kind of saying the right things. Like, he's saying he's no He's got the rush. right tone he's of the right. No yeah, I don't know. But, but then the implication is clearly there. Yeah, just like when you're on a boat. When you're on a cruise, the implication. When you're on a cruise, yeah, it's the implication. <laughs> uh, also, I'm very uncomfortable because the guy who plays Damien is 25 and Taylor Momsen is 16 in this, in this Yeesh, scene. I don't like yeah. that at all. Yeah, I don't like that I, I thought there's a reason why I felt it. Like, obviously, like, the age discrepancy is, like... It's not that bad. It's only three years, but I guess like the nineteen to sixteen is just like not not great. But like, yeah, I just seeing him on screen, I think, is why it feels creepier because he does look much like older. It. Yeah, because if is. you're gonna have twenty five year olds playing high schoolers, that's fine. I'm fine with it. But you gotta make sure the girls they're with are also like in their mid twenties as well, and not 
they're not getting with 16 year old girls on the show because right. that is going to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. So, um, also, Girl points out that it's the day that Little J loses her big V, which is usually what people call <laughs> it's a great it, line. the big V. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, back to Blair, Chuck, and Elizabeth, our, our new trio walking down the street. Uh, they're having a lovely time, but there's something that Chuck needs to ask. The Historical Society is dedicating a gallery to Bart tonight, and it might be awkward to go to an event where uh, Bart's being honored, but Lily's going to be there, and... And Elizabeth accepts the invite before Chuck can even finish. She tells Charles that this is why she's here. She wants to be as much a part of his life as he'll let her. But then the news reporters and the camera people all come swarming Chuck to ask if he paid off women that he sexually harassed. Uh, so, so much for keeping this quiet, I guess. I mean, when you guys were first watching the show, were you suspicious of Elizabeth at all? Because it just makes no sense to me that she was dead for his whole life. And right? now, yep. she's, now she's, she's there every day. Like they're best friends now. Like I, I didn't buy her at all. The the whole thing doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's always and she doesn't like I don't know if it is just the actor or whatever, but she just doesn't have that like warmth of someone who is like no. meeting no. their son for the first time. You know what I'm saying? I think every time she Which like has what... a, a conversation with him, it's like she turns to the camera and winks, like, I'm not his mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I I feel like I'm very suspicious of her. And then also like I just feel like the I, this is jumping a little ahead, but like she, when he like is gonna get the um, DNA test, like that makes absolute sense. It like, does. You should it's absolutely yes. getting DNA. It's absurd test. that Blair is so against it. I like know. Chuck lays out like four solid points as to why he would do this. The fourth one being, oh, and she's supposed to be dead, by the way. Like, <laughs> right. Just that alone is enough for you to of be course. suspicious. <laughs> like yeah. also, I mean, maybe I maybe I missed something in the last episode or some or something you guys know about, but like. Is there no like pictures of his mom or something, and like they could, could compare them to and be like, "This is her. This looks identical." Or That's like, true. I think there's just locket pictures, which are very tiny. Wouldn't that be like a simple thing to be like, "Yep, right. yeah. this is her. Like, here's a photo of her from when she was like originally with my dad or whatever." Uh -huh. I don't know. I just feel like there's no like not trying to like figure out if it's her it's right. just like automatically supposed to be accepted like oh yeah this is your dead mom yeah she's she I said it so you have to believe it <laughs> you, i mean yeah if she said it she can't lie so right. it has to be there, true. there isn't pictures because i think the story is that like she was only with bart for like a month and, and then... she hated pictures <laughs> and she hated pictures yeah. and she, she canonically hated pictures so she would never ah, let yes, him that makes a lot of sense okay. <laughs> so uh chuck ignores the reporters as we get a call from none other than jack bass the most despicable person we've met on the show so far and that is saying something in a show of despicable people for jack to be able to take that crown is saying something and chuck answers the phone says he should have guessed and jack just says naughty nephew you won't believe what i just heard i'm shocked and chuck hangs up on him and jack gets in the car he's gonna Oh, meet up with Chuck, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, so Melissa's point earlier, like, what do you do with that? So the line is yeah. naughty, naughty nephew. Naughty nephew. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> naughty nephew. Like, so you, uh, Josh Schwartz, you're sure you want me to say naughty nephew? He's like, yeah, <laughs> great. Go with it. <laughs> that's like, perfect. It. Just like that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like you, there's a lot of dialogue in this that's like, I don't know, just like it, I can imagine it being like we hear it and we're like, oh, that's bad. It, it's like really bad acting. But like. What else are you going to do with some of this dialogue? Right. You know, like it's just so bad. Yeah. But but Chuck also like there's there's no one else that can deliver Chuck's lines. Like he, if if you gave his job to anyone else, it would be so bad. He, his weird his weirdness yeah. really is is pulled off somehow. So props to him. Oh yeah, yeah I think he does a Chuck very line. good job of playing of playing that character and like saying the lines in that are like very terrible, but in a way yeah. that's like oh well, it makes I believe that he's saying this. You know, and like the whole like 
sultry voice the whole time is like very hard to believe but at the same time like it, it works for him i yeah. think i think ed oh, westwick yeah. does a really good job he, yeah. he commits to it for sure yeah it's I, very I, good i mean like um, imagine penn badgley having to say i think that whore just might be my mother like i don't, I don't think he could <laughs> i don't think he could pull off that chuck line <laughs> that whore, no. that whore might be my mother. <laughs> i mean and he'd have every right to say that about allison just since <laughs> she's banging all of hunter Lily is once again talking Rufus off a ledge, telling him that Jenny's a teenage girl. She's cutting school to be with her boyfriend. It's not criminal behavior. Um, but Rufus is still hoping that behind that mop of blonde hair is still his little girl. He actually thanks Lily for being there instead of blaming her for all of this, which seems to be his go-to Character in recent growth, episodes. Maybe? I mean, no. it, this feels like season one Rufus and Lily when they used to like hang out in the loft. Yeah, that's true. But like, but Lily, she was fun because she still like kind of hated Rufus. Right. Yes. That, that that was the best when she was like dunking on Rufus yeah. without even realizing it. Um. So she tells Rufus she's willing to put the past in the past if he is, and they just need to have a talk. And uh, then she invites him to the New York Historical Society thing, and Rufus um he goes back to being a little condescending here. He's he, he's like this morning was a step in the right direction, but I'm not in the mood to celebrate any of your former husbands tonight. Which I like, mean, yeah, are I we, guess that's are fair, we not over this dude? Like, yeah, he's he's such a dick about on. it, and he's, you know that doesn't matter. He ends the conversation by being like. I'm going to try to get a hold of Serena again. It does like a dramatic cell phone flip, puts the phone to his ear and does his stupid walk that I hate. And then <laughs> Serena like must have been waiting by the phone because she answers immediately. Like I don't even know if he dialed. She answers immediately. And Well, she's also um, just as excited to help out with this. Absolutely. And so yeah. Lily just. These two are very annoying in this episode, I think. Like oh, they're yeah. just and, like and yeah, a lot scheming. Of they're doing what yeah. they do best. <laughs> yeah. So, Lily is just going to take out Rufus's scarf and just just leaves it on the table. A little sly move from Lily here. It's a good move. This is a, a White Lotus move. Oh, the yeah. Aubrey Plaza yes. move, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get Lily Vanderwoodson on the on the, uh, on the White Lotus. Yeah, now we're talking. Oh, man. She would be, fant- <laughs> she would be fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want the, the in-universe Lily Vanderwoodson to be on a season of White Lotus. <laughs> reprise the, Kelly Rutherford like needs to reprise the character for the White Lotus. You know, maybe when she goes would, to talk to Dr. Vanderwoodson, that whole, like, plot line could be a season of White Lotus, like, wherever yeah, he is. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Someone call Mike White. We have we have gold on our hands. We got something. <laughs> oh. uh, Serena meets with Jenny, and Jenny thanks Serena for texting her. Serena, like, sounds like a robot trying to pre- pretend she's on Jenny's side. She's like, of course, parents can be such a pain. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> I don't even believe this. Jenny's like, yeah, you know, if Rufus wasn't so controlling and judgmental, she wouldn't be sneaking around like this. And she thinks she has Serena on her side right now because Serena's agreeing with everything. Uh, asks how things are with Damien. And Jenny pretty much just tells Serena. She's like, yeah, they're great. And, you know, he treats me like an adult. And it's uh, about to be really serious, you know, like dot, dot, dot tonight. And Serena is like, oh, oh, is this your first time? Are you nervous? And Jenny admits that she is a little. So Serena gives us some great words of advice. The thing about your virginity is that you can never get it back. And then, yeah, I know. It was very deep. And then she says uh, she always wishes she would have waited for somebody that would have stood by her and fought for her. And so Jenny says that Damien is the right guy. And Serena's like, all right, that's your decision and I'll support you. And I wish Serena was like being real right now because Jenny could use. Right. That's the right answer. Like, that's what she should have been doing is like, you know, it, it, it ultimately is Jenny's decision. And if she wants to go for it, like that's on her, but like just giving her information and being like, and support and being like, look, like whatever you decide to do, but like, here's my thoughts on it. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, Here's everything you need to know, but just go do what you're going to do. I, I, Mm -hmm. you should do it with the, with the right person. But if the, you know, this is your call, but, and like, 
she could have used someone like Serena to be an older sister figure yeah. for her. But instead, and that's what she sees her um, as right now too. But yeah, but she's trying to manipulate her instead. Right. Instead, they're going to start the ruse because Nate comes in. He's even more confused than usual. He's like, "What is going on?" I think she and also Serena's mentioned like, too when they were figuring this out that like. Blair does this all the time. Why can't we do it? Like, well, because Blair knows how to actually yeah. do it. Yeah, because you, <laughs> Serena and Nate are not Blair's Blair and Chuck. No, and, yeah. and Chuck and yeah. Nate Blair knows Chuck, that. Nate understands at least. Yeah, Blair and Chuck are several leagues ahead of Serena and yeah. Nate. Like, they cannot pull this off. And so, yeah, Serena's like, "Oh, I've got to get ready for Chuck's party." But uh, Jenny, you should commemorate this big day by skipping school and going out to lunch with Nate. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so out weird. loud at that. Like, that was so <laughs> bizarre. So like these weird. two, they are, that's like the most awkward lunch you could ever have. <laughs> Like, take right. her to lunch? That's so strange. With this like, guy that you kind of liked, and he kind of liked you back? Like, this is... <laughs> to, to you losing your big V tonight, Jenny. Let's, let's so, go and on. it's so weird. It's just like, why would Nate have, like, lunch with her about that? Like, they're, they're not really close like, right now. Well, thanks for the talk and end it. Like, you don't need to, like, set up a little lunch date. <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> if you're not going to school nothing. anyway. <laughs> not for nothing. Why isn't Nate in school right now? He must be failing out of Columbia. He's never gone to class. <laughs> mm, yeah, so, that's true. Jack meets up with Chuck, and he would have been here sooner, but he got distracted reading some of the protester signs. Uh, he never knew how many uh, sex puns you could make from the name Chuck Bass. Brendan, what do you think the sign said? I don't like. There's nothing good I could think off the top of my head. Like, I guess he was like making a joke that Chuck runs with fuck, but like, uh, yeah, that's I not mean, funny. There's I, fuck and fuck. there's ass. I don't know. I don't know what they're putting on the signs. Suck, I guess. Yeah. Suck. I yeah, that's good. I, I don't think there's well, a lot we'll of permutations out. of this. That's weird because you usually get the. Uh, you you usually get the alternate version on your HBO Max where they actually show you all the explicit yeah, it's, stuff. It's weird. It's weird that they skipped this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Jack says it'll blow over in a couple of weeks, and he's unfortunately probably correct. Like that, this is how this usually works. Uh, but Chuck does not believe that it's a coincidence that Jack Jack shows up at the same time the lawsuit does. But Jack insists that he's here to protect Chuck because he's heard that Evelyn Bass has risen from the dead, and he's going to tell Chuck that he saw Evelyn's body in the casket in the funeral home. So clearly, Chuck is falling for some kind of trick. And I, were you guys believing Jack at this point? I I didn't know what to think. It's hard to know with with Jack. I feel like you just had to like take notes of what he says and be like maybe we'll come back to this later but i'm not gonna take it i'm gonna take it at face value for now i thought right. it was surprising that he would i don't know like i guess based on the ending like i feel like it's surprising that he was like saying that this wasn't true right it feels like there's a lot of extra steps yeah. to this plan that, there's, there's no that way to yeah, know what he's yeah. doing but you know he's and trying Elizabeth to put some have... doubt into his mind yeah like why are they going to this to such a great extent to make chuck not trust Elizabeth if the eventual end goal of this plan is for Chuck to implicitly trust Elizabeth enough to sign right. over the hotel tower. So I yeah. don't understand the middle part of this plan at all. Right. Unless it's the only thing I can think of is maybe like they he knows that Chuck isn't going to trust him or like that he's going right. to think the opposite of what he says. So if he says that she's not her, then like maybe Chuck will be like, oh, well, he's trying to trick me. So I'm right. going to think like, she is her. Like discredit Jack so much so that Elizabeth just looks like the right one just yeah. by process of elimination um yeah, maybe make it be. like really clear that they're not going to work together right. like maybe try and disconnect so much that like chuck believes like there's no way that they're in on anything together yeah yes yeah i think we figured it out i think okay. i think that's what it is Good so uh, blair comes down and jack just creepily hits on her again and he I tells blair that he's shit. innocent yeah, he's like, whoever did this is more brilliant than he is. Reservations are already down 20%, and uh, little nephew is going to have to step down from his beloved empire. And, like, oh, God. He, he's, he, he tells her he's already had everything of Chuck's worth having, and he, like, grabs her hand and kisses it. He's just a fucking creep. 
He's so so nasty. Like this, yeah. this is I don't understand him being here and doing this. It's not like it's not if you're gonna have a, a creep on the show, at least make him be like an old creepy man that's funny. But like, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's already <laughs> he's, he's, he's already sexually assaulted her, so you, he's not redeemable at all. So like this is like such no, an unnecessary really conversation. That it just makes me uncomfortable. Because the way he acts is like he acts like he's this like creep, but like this lovable douchebag kind of thing. Right there, right. Things, like, but he's not lovable. Yeah. Like, you already and also yeah, there's like no lovable there. And also his goatee is so distracting now. I don't know why. Maybe that's part of the bad acting is the goatee. It's so bad. So Serena is on the phone. She tells Nate she has a plan. Uh, She's telling her, telling that uh, uh, Damien is bad for Jenny. um, Won't work. So they need to show her. And Serena has called Damien and invited him over for lunch, which should go great. Um, and Serena, re- Serena, like, I don't know. She just needs to learn how to leave things alone, obviously. Uh, she has this whole plan. Like we said, uh, Serena's going to be like, oh, Blair and Chuck do this all the time. But Serena and Nate are not Blair and Chuck. And Nate at least has enough common sense to know that. So Serena, I feel like, like she- this whole plan, like, would have the whole thing, like, and I get why she's like, oh, he tried to kiss me or whatever when mm. I told him I wasn't interested. Like, that's not good. I don't want Jenny to be with someone like that. Like, totally get that. All valid. But, like, instead of doing this whole elaborate scheme where, like, you have to rely on someone arriving at the exact time that somebody <laughs> is like, trying to hit on you or whatever. Which does happen a lot in teen drama, so in her defense. It, it's true, true. But, like, why not tell Jenny, like, hey, like, when she first brought up that she was going to sleep with Damien, be like, hey, just so you know, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, that this happened. Do with that information no, what you will. Simple. If that like, that's, changes that's your mind, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's, instead, it's like this whole thing where they're trying to like recreate a moment that it's that so may or may not have happened. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, so dumb. He's just so invested in Jenny's sex life all of a sudden and just needs to stop her from doing this. And Nate just wants to call Rufus, but Serena does not want Rufus to ground her again. And at least I agree with her there. Like, I because Rufus is obviously going to end up flipping out on Jenny because of this. So, um. So Serena's just going to light a bunch of candles, which we hate, and she tells Nate Very to give her 45... Too. Yes, tall candles. She tells Nate to give her 45 minutes exactly. So I guess she has this plan, like, pinpointed as Damien shows up and tells Serena he's so glad she called. Like, what's so, his lunch going to be? It's going to be them talking for five minutes, and then she's going to, like, just hold him hostage for 40 minutes and then watch her watch. <laughs> and, like, all right, now's yeah, the time. I'm going to go in for the kiss. Also, like, <laughs> yeah, that... this could absolutely backfire in a terrible way in that, like, Jenny could think that Serena was trying That's what I was to like, say hook too. up with yeah. her boyfriend after yeah. they just that had could, a conversation that could have where happened Jenny anyway. revealed her that she was going to lose her virginity to him. Like, what? Damien could have easily gone home and even, even after all this could have said, like, yeah, Serena had me over for this weird lunch and tried to kiss me. <laughs> what, that, yeah. could, that could have easily happened. I don't know why he didn't say anything. Yeah, remember when you and Nate were uh, celebrating how you were going to lose your virginity <laughs> to, to me? Yeah, I Serena had me over. Celebrating. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised that didn't happen. It's so weird. It's so funny so, to think of that lunch as a virginity losing <laughs> celebration. Uh, Dan and Rufus are at the loft, and Rufus wants Dan to distract him. He notices he's noticed that Dan has been sleeping out quite a bit this week. Which, come on, cool it, Rufus. Stop trying to yeah. Stop trying to find out about your son's sex. Yeah, he's life. like licking his lips when he says this shit. <laughs> Dan says it's just at Vanessa's. He studies late sometimes and crashes on the extra bed. But Rufus calls bullshit right away. He says, you've always been a horrible liar. You're obviously seeing Bullshit, someone, you're which... fucking Vanessa and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. He, he, did, he was able to read his son that yeah. uh, he is lying to him. But Dan's about to tell Rufus, but Vanessa shows up, and it turns out that Rufus has also called Vanessa. All hands on deck here for Rufus. And when he, Vanessa comes in, Rufus gives her a huge hug, which I'm starting to think Rufus isn't going to react well if Dan uh, talks to him and tells him that he's seen Vanessa. <laughs> I don't think he is. Based on your, based on your theory yeah. of uh, Rufus and Vanessa have some kind of history. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's why Dan, like, Dan knows he can't tell his dad because he knows what yeah, they used to have. That's the real reason. Yeah. In the back of his mind, he knows about Rufus and Vanessa's past. <laughs> so Rufus takes a phone call. Uh, while he's on the phone, Dan tells Vanessa that they need to set some guidelines, which will go well, I'm sure. Uh, they, they need friend-only zones. The loft is one of them. Also, the Upper East Side is one of them. Uh, but downtown and at school, that's a friends-with-benefit zone. So Dan is already making this as complicated as possible, and that's before he says he's going to draw a map, which he really wants to do. <laughs> Even though Vanessa is clearly upset about the, the zone thing, Dan still wants to draw her yeah. a map. Uh, me and Nicole's apartment uh, is a friend-only zone down. also. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Rufus comes back in the room and he's like, don't worry, guys, I got this figured out. And uh, I, he, he goes to take care of it. So Serena and Damien are at their romantic meal. Uh, Damien tells Serena he's almost called her a million times, but it was to apologize for his behavior at the state dinner. Uh, everyone everyone seems to be a, a reformed sexual harasser these days, from Chuck <laughs> to Damien. Wow. Serena also wants to apologize for using him, ironically, because she is using him right now. And <laughs> she tells him that her and Nate are over. She has no feelings for him anymore and right away goes to kiss him. Like, has it been 45 minutes she already? She does the whole plan in five minutes. And she's like, oh, shit, I got to kill 40 minutes now. If he was like that. planning on kissing Damien for 45 minutes. Maybe she was. Yeah. I don't know. And also, like, wasn't it supposed to be like, he kisses her and then yeah, like, like Serena's leaning in for the kiss. Yeah, yeah she, like it just thing. makes her look really bad. And also yeah. like it's I don't know. I feel like the whole point was not supposed to be that she then she does kiss him and does like right. make out with him and, and reciprocates. It's supposed, yeah, supposed to be to make like a move. they like, whoa, whoa, whoa. catch yeah, they catch him making a move on her so that she can deny it and be like, Oh no, don't do exactly. that. So the whole thing was that I'm he was aggressive with Jenny. her. Right, like if her pl- if everything goes according to Serena's plan, Nate and Jenny walk in, and Nate sees his girlfriend making making out with with Damien. Yeah, and, and Jenny he- sees Serena, who just like talked with her. <laughs> she just opened up to her and revealed stuff to her, like kissing the guy that she's about to lose her virginity that to. That would be right. so insane. Like, so overall, oh, yeah, thank- it's a terrible idea. Thank God Nate calls this audible, even though I never like getting Rufus involved. But it's at the very least better than this plan, It's so funny. Every time you pan to Nate, you can just see his face like, this is so fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He hates the whole idea. I love Damien awkwardly telling Serena, "Uh, great launch. Sorry about Nate. And he just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. So Nate gets a call from Serena and ignores it. Uh, Jenny wants to know what's going on. They've had coffee and two entire desserts. And she wants to get going but nate just sits there and stares at her and then we see rufus stare at her from outside the window like why is rufus so damn dramatic he can't walk in he has to like stand at the window see, and stare inside <laughs> i feel like that, that nate is so out of the the whole project that he's like uh, I, i'm not gonna start lying to this girl i'm just not gonna say a word because I, I, <laughs> i'd rather not say a word than start lying to her every every silent. time jenny talks to me i'm just gonna order another dessert <laughs> we'll go from there <laughs> 
Nate, Nate's a snitch. He definitely gets some brownie points with Rufus, and I appreciate that he didn't go through with uh, Serena's stupid plan. Plan, but uh, I, I don't think Jenny's going to be giving him any brownie points. No, but he, he's a nice no. guy, Nate. What are you going to do? Well, yeah. What are you going? to... I mean, for now, nice guy Nate's going to take a real turn in a little bit. I think he's a nice guy by the end of the episode. I mean, sure, by the end of the episode, but he's really going to go on a slut shaming streak. I, he didn't mean to. He's just stupid. He, he doesn't he know what he's saying. He, he didn't mean to. All right. Well, he didn't mean to slut shame. <laughs> we'll get back. I mean, I think that was his defense. Yeah. I didn't know it was on speakerphone. That, exactly, that's exactly that, it. that is yeah. the worst defense, too. It's, so it's like, oh, I didn't know you would hear this mean comment <laughs> yeah. I said. Like, it's not exactly. like, oh, I didn't mean to say that or anything. It was just like, oh, I didn't no. know you would like, hear this. I meant what I said, but I just think you'd hear it. Yeah, I just didn't want you to know I was saying it. So it's uh, time for Rufus to yell at Jenny. She's she's going to dream of the days that she was just grounded. Uh, Rufus is now going to escort her to and from school. Queller is going to assign someone to take her from class to class, and uh, she's going to have lunch in her office. Like, I don't know. Clear, clearly Rufus's strict parenting isn't working, so his plan is just to get more strict. I don't see this working out for him, but I, I, I guess we'll see how I mean, it There's goes. like almost three seasons <laughs> worth of it not working, so... Yeah, exactly. This is he obviously only going to make... just, like, talk to her. Like, I yeah, feel like... And I get that it's like oh, when he does try to talk to her, she's like, like being all snippy and is like, yeah. leave me alone or whatever. But he but talks like, down only. You just need to, yeah, you just need to like have a conversation with, with her, like as like a person and not just like you're being, you're being grounded forever. Yeah. And like, I hope and you regret this. Rufus can't do that. He's very, you know, it's my way or the highway. And, like, this is only going to make Jenny rebel more. Like, he's going to be lucky if she doesn't just straight up run away again. So I don't know how he always thinks that being an asshole is the answer and that it will work. But, like, just just forget being nice to your daughter to be a good guy. Like, you have to realize that what you're doing isn't working. But uh, Mm -hmm. he's too stupid and fragile to try anything else. So he's going to go back to his greatest hits. So Jenny tells Rufus she skipped class to be with her boyfriend. It's not affecting her grades. And Rufus is like, listen, if you think that uh, the guy who brought drugs into this house is right for you then you're a child like the only thing rufus knows about damien is his sob story about his dad and so like he's saying this with such certainty though like again much like last week he's accidentally correct but um yeah that's the annoying part obviously exactly so um (laughs) i like that jenny tells rufus uh, it's no wonder that your marriage is going down the toilet and just you gotta slam rufus when you can i love it (laughs) big big fan of that yeah and then lily's not gonna do it then she's gonna do it (laughs) <laughs> and perfect t- timing because Rufus looks down at the table and notices his scarf. Oh, you're, so she's like, oh, right. Shit. My marriage oh, is shit. shitty. It's my fault. <laughs> um, Elizabeth comes to Chuck's room. Uh, she brought Chuck something to wear tonight. It's a beautiful purple bow tie. And she tells Chuck that if she recalls, purple was his father's favorite color too, which seems like an unnecessary risk to take because Chuck, <laughs> Chuck knows that the only reason he wears purple is because his father actually loathed it. And she saved herself by saying, oh, maybe that's just what Bart wanted you to think, because he was always playing mind games with people, which, wow, what a con if that's what Bart was doing. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of sounds like him. Son, I hate purple, even though I fucking love it. (laughs) fucking love purple, man. All worth it. I fucking love purple so much. (laughs) I also like, so I did get some uh, some differences in, in my episode. When she gave him that bow tie, he just goes, oh, thank you so much, and he puts it around his wrist. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's he's never tied a bow tie before. What? Okay, good, good to know. Yeah, it's weird. Thanks, thanks for telling us that. Um, <laughs> thanks so, it's a corsage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Chuck tells Elizabeth that he's upset about uh, who might be behind the uh, the lawsuit, that it might be Uncle Jack. And she's like, oh, is, is he coming tonight? And Chuck says he's not invited, but, uh, you know, he's a cockroach, so they have a way of slipping in. And she's like, oh, me and Uncle Jack have an ugly history. 
Um, so, you know, may- maybe I just can't handle uh, dealing with him and meeting your family at the same time. And for that reason, I'm out, which is, again, just very, very fishy. And she just smiles and tells Chuck, you know, I hope you understand, which, uh, again, seems like an unnecessary part of the plan here. But yeah. uh, <laughs> especially like seems especially, like, especially after she was so hell bent on being like, I want to be there for everything you do from now on. Like, oh, yeah, but this guy it, might be there. Uh, sorry. Especially since she is in cahoots with him. Like they could just, I yeah. don't know. It, it's so very like, strange. She could say to him, like, oh, I, that's going to be, like, uncomfortable for me. It's like, we have bad history. But, like, you know what? I want to do it for you. Because, yeah. you know, whatever. They don't, she doesn't need to go through this whole, like, I'm not actually going to go. Oh, wait, actually, I am going to go. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you don't need to go through all that. Just like, explain to him that it is, like, a tough situation for you. If you're trying to, like, distance yourself from Jack, just say, it's a tough situation for me. But, like, for you, I'll do it. And you get the yeah. same result. Jack really came to her with like a 75 point plan and she's going to go through <laughs> with all of all of these points. Uh-huh. So Chuck, this is like the exact moment that Chuck has decided to believe Jack and stop trusting Elizabeth. So uh, she's going to ask her to stay for a drink. And obviously she, he's just going to use that for a DNA sample. And um, even if so, not, maybe not to believe him fully, but just to be like, mm, you know, maybe he's got. Yeah, I, right. She, she, she doesn't like trust her implicitly yeah. right now. Yeah. So Blair and Serena are getting ready and. Blair says that Chuck is starting to doubt himself as she gets a call from Nate and tells him that Serena doesn't want to speak to him. And, like, I don't Serena can be mad all she wants, but it's not like her plan was working at all anyway. So, and it was never like, going Nate didn't to ruin. Work. It was, it was, yeah, it was exactly. never going to. So, I don't know why she's so mad yet because now, <laughs> like, when uh, Nate asks Blair of Serena, he's like, Did you, did Serena tell you about her plan to seduce Damien and have Jenny walk in? And Blair's just like, Well, it sounds perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> that was that was my that was my yeah. joke of the episode because of course it sounds perfectly reasonable to Blair. That is right. something that of course Blair classic would do. Blair plan. <laughs> so this is when Blair puts Nate on speakerphone and Nate like she tells Nate to apologize and puts him on speakerphone and Nate refuses to apologize and then says he did the right thing and then says Serena may not get it but losing your virginity is a huge deal for a girl like Jenny. Which now this is just a fucked up thing to say in general, but especially right. about your girlfriend especially behind her back, especially when you know, like, she would be self-conscious about it if she heard it. And, like, mm-hmm. he's acting like Serena was actively trying to get Jenny to lose her virginity when she was doing the opposite. Like, yeah. what the hell, Nate? Yeah. So, like, so what does it even mean, like, a girl like Jenny? Like, what does well, that supposed it, to it's, even mean? It's rude, but I don't know what it means. Like, I don't well, know if it's accurate uh, I, for her. I think, like, like, like Serena interprets it. A, a girl who's not a slut like Serena. Because Serena grabs the phone and is like, oh, it wasn't a huge deal for me. And why is that? Because I was a huge slut at Jenny's age. And, you well, know, all to me, it also was, Serena like, rude again. to Jenny because it's like, well, Jenny can fuck if she – like, it's made it sound like she couldn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. get any. Like, she can get some. Yeah, he's, like, Leave her like infantilizing oh, so Jenny. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, at the same time being like, you know, she's not like you, Serena. You'd be uh, – you'd, you'd have had sex with Damien 15 times already. Like, <laughs> right. And then Nate's justification, of course, is that he didn't know he was on speakerphone, yeah. and uh, wow. Serena hangs up on him as as she should. A, a, mm-hmm. a rare dick move from nice guy Nate. Right. I mean, we we find out later like what what he was trying to say, and I guess he's still hurt by the fact that she left him right away after they had sex with each other, and I he's still holding on to it. I don't think that justifies what it does, he said. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But like, it's <laughs> that's what that's what he, he's really holding on to. But you think he should get over that by now because they've been dating in the. Absolutely love yeah. each other, and they maybe should have talked about this by now. If this is really eating at him that much, where he still thinks his girlfriend that he loves is a slut. <laughs> yes, that's not good. That's not good. Not good by Nate. So Rufus comes to talk to Jenny. Uh, she's watching Dirty Dancing as per Serena's request, and uh, 
she says it's kind of it's corny but kind of good and Rufus is like come on it's totally good um i've never seen dirty dancing so i can't confirm or deny whether it's what? corny but good I yeah have, i've never I have seen, seen it. it it's uh it's you've fun. gotta watch it it's really good i think it's on my movie list i'll get to it eventually it's a classic. It. It's a classic. I know. Me and uh, DeRosa uh, reenacted the scene, um, like the lift in New Orleans, a few months ago. At a bar. Oh, that's nice. I'm, yeah. I'm very, very. He, happy he did for a pretty good job. He, lift, he lifted me up. Obviously, I'm not a strong. Oh guy. well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, Jenny uh, uh, is going to call Rufus a jerk in here. Um, always finds a way to insult Rufus in the conversation, and Rufus tells her that he's going to the historical society thing. So Jenny's coming too, since he can't let her out of his sight. Even though Rufus is going to let her out of out of his sight, and she's going <laughs> to get away with this thing. But the plan for now, that he, she's not going to leave his sight. And then that sets uh, the up protesters, the whole though, after her. I just want to bring up one thing. Um, when Serena initially suggests watching Dirty Dancing, and she's like, "You should download it." Why does she say that instead of you should watch it? I know. Nobody I love ever that. said you should download it. <laughs> I was glad you brought that, <laughs> that up because it was so absurd. It's so you should, you should download it. I don't care if you watch it, but you should download Definitely it. So down- yeah, like it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like there was never a time, and I'm trying to think back where like we would say like you would download music, but I never yeah. had been like if I was telling someone to watch a movie, I would never say like you should download it. Like there was a time when I would say like you should rent it like at Blockbuster, but I never said you should download it. And I feel like it's just so, such like cringy dialogue. Especially at this time too. I don't think there was an easy way to download movies. I think only like pirating stuff. So she was kind of telling her to take illegally download this thing. I think, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) It's very odd to me. It was a very strange like throw in there. Like that line. Yeah. It it felt like they were trying to sound like Um, current. Yes, <laughs> even though it's no like one an would, older person trying to sound yeah, exactly. Kids It's what you things, get when you right? get you know forty five year olds writing for teens. <laughs> yeah. The teens love downloading. They, they do can't it all stop the time. Downloading. downloading. Oh my god, <laughs> so, uploading, downloading. Uh, we love it all. They're doing all. They're doing all the loadings. <laughs> so, uh, the, the protesters are boycotting the event. Uh, Blair walks in and sees Chuck preparing his DNA sample, and Blair is so put off by this idea. But again, it seems like a good idea to me for all the reasons we've said. Like Chuck's like. I should have thought of this a few weeks ago. And Blair says, you already know who she is because you can see it in her eyes and Jack's just gotten inside your head, which I don't think that's a good enough case because Chuck lays out the evidence that she comes out of nowhere. She doesn't know things about his father. And when she finds out that the only person who's actually met her is going to be at the party, she decides <laughs> not to come. Oh, yeah. And also she's supposed to be dead. Like, that's enough for me to question things. That's what, plenty. What harm can a DNS, can a DNA test do? No. Right. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why everyone's so opposed to this. And, like, if it really is his mom, she should be absolutely okay with getting a DNA test done, too, because it would just prove, like, yeah, just yeah I am the mom. Like I don't, I wouldn't have any problem with that. It's right. like, it's very. I, odd. I think Blair's angle right, is then, just like she's been the person for Chuck to be like, please stop pushing people away. And I guess this in her mind is him um, trying to push her away and find out that she's not actually his mom, which is not what happens, obviously. I but guess. this is what she's worried about. But it's still a stupid thing to worry about because if Chuck does this and finds out she's not, then that's good. And if she does find out that she is his mom, then that what that shouldn't be a reason for her to just all of a sudden like drop him like oh you d- you want to find out if it was actually your mom i'm never going to talk to you again like that's an insane thing for this woman to just <laughs> all of a sudden drop her also, son also why her. does blair care like i feel like blair should just be like whatever you want to do to like know whether or not she's your mom like this is your situation i'm just here to support you yes that and that's what blair's been doing the past couple of episodes she's being like supporting him through all of this right and now this is like the sticking point for her for some reason where elizabeth comes in during the conversation and she says she's here because she changed her mind 
and and she's like I, she thought he was opening up his heart to her but she should not be offended based on everything we know right. like it is weird that this is happening that's an objective fact mm-hmm. even if you have been telling the truth about everything it is very weird that you were supposed to be dead and now you're just here yeah. like you mm-hmm. cannot ignore that i, I don't so, know why this is crossing Blair's the line trying for her. To say if, that, if, 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 if this is crossing a line for his <laughs> real mom then i i this she's not worth it yeah it's and so trust- suspicious <laughs> too it's like it is reason why it's like crossing the line is likely because it's not her and the dna test would show that or something if versus if she was completely confident that she was his mother she'd be like sure do whatever you need to do to so that we can like you know move forward i mean doesn't chuck even say like you you wouldn't mind doing this if you're actually my mother he says if you're actually my mother then you won't mind doing the test and she responds i should have known you would never let me in you really are your father's son yeah and that's even more suspicious yeah that's okay Oh it's like God. also so insulting. Yeah, and right. then uh, and then uh Blair and then Blair's just like, "All right, I think I'll meet you there." She doesn't even want to go with him to the event anymore, which again, what happened in support behavior. of Blair no matter what. Like mm-hmm. she should be more upset that Chuck has all these sexual harassment allegations against him than the DNA thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that should that should be way more upsetting. Blair's like Instead, all these girls like, are harlots. I don't care what that. Yeah, exactly. But this DNA test, this is a step too far for me. <laughs> uh, we finally reached the event of the week and Lily is happy to see Serena, but she's just here uh Serena says she's just here to support Chuck. And all of a sudden Serena is pissed again that I Lily forgot was that fighting. you know, evidently doing her husband while Serena was trying to visit him. I f- I didn't remember that they were still I thought fighting, they but... landed off like being like not happy with each other, but not they thought like, they had, fighting. but I, I guess not. They never yeah. fully resolved it. I guess. Um, yeah, she's just she's just like save your lives for your husband. Like I don't know where this animosity came from, or if she just took a break and now she's back. But uh, Chuck enters and everyone stares at him, and Lily comes over to give him a huge hug, and he thanks her for the turnout. And Lily says that no one believes the slander, and Chuck says that that means more to him than she knows. Which I guess Lily's stance is also like. Uh, we don't we don't believe any of the allegations. We don't, we don't believe women. This episode is just so strange. I don't know how we're supposed to feel about any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from that sentiment, though, yeah. I, I, this, I, don't I love feel this like scene. This episode would fly. No, that I, I like the scene. I like just the scene that, because like, it's, this is uh, his real both history say, mother. Is, I guess is the idea of it. Yeah. It's like, oh well, Chuck does, right. it doesn't when have his mother. That, she she fails the DNA test, and Lily is like his true mother at heart. Yes, when they both say that they're solo tonight, and then. Um, uh, they they hug again, and because she asks, you know, is anyone else coming? And he says no. Um, you know, they hug, and it is a nice scene between the two because, th- like you said, this is Chuck's actual mother figure, as it should be. But just the whole thing with uh, – we're just, like, supposed to be on Chuck's side throughout all of this, and it's just so weird that the hero of the show is yeah. being accused of sexual I, I mean, harassment. I wish we had more women. to go off of than just, like, well, we know definitely two of them are, are not <laughs> are not our fakers. Yes. We don't know about the rest, but two of them two. were not in town. Yeah. But that's enough oh, to go God. off it's for just, everybody else. Yeah. It's just it just makes me feel so weird about this episode in general. But uh Nate and Serena are in the stairwell and Nate is trying to apologize. And again, it's the worst apology ever because he justifies himself telling Serena that everyone knows the stories. Adam Handler, Jake Hendrickson, Matt Price, the art teacher from Prague. And Serena can't believe what he's saying. <laughs> And tells Nate that she didn't have sex with all those people and that these guys lied or exaggerated. And Nate's comeback is, come on, you lo- I lost my virginity to you on a bar at the Campbell apartment. And she replies, and somehow that reflects p- poorly on me and not you. Talk about a double standard, which you tell him, Serena. Yeah. Like, Nate has mm-hmm. never looked so bad in the show, I don't think. This is such a bad apology. 
I don't even know why he's like bringing this stuff up. Like I don't he know knew either. this stuff about her, like or thought he knew this stuff about her and was like totally fine with like dating her. But then yes. when it comes to like, you know, giving advice about sex or something, all of a sudden like she's totally unqualified because she's a slut or something. It's like I don't understand any of his yeah, logic here what, in like bringing this up or even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. When they first start dating, he acts like she's like this ideal woman and she could do nothing wrong. And he's apparently had all this boiling within him the entire relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And he even says, like, he's like, that, that's not what I'm talking about. Which then why did you bring it up? And yeah. like, not for nothing, Nate has had more sex on this show than any of the other characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously well, it's talking the double about standard, a double standard. Like she said, like, yeah. Oh, she's is right. completely right. And. So then she's like, "Oh, you still haven't gone behind your behind my back with Jenny," which I forgot that this is that's what this was about to begin with. And it's like, "Okay, well, the morning after I lost my virginity, I woke up to find the person that I lost it to, the person I loved, had left town, never to be heard again for a year." And like, that's supposed to make all of what he's saying okay? Like, this puts Nate in the right? I don't think so. So, but he ends the conversation with, "So yeah, I had a good reason," and walks away like he just won the (laughs) argument. Yeah. Right. And then but he also should know by now. I feel bad for him. I guess. Yeah. We know by now that this is not the reason why she like she didn't leave because she's like, well, I just got the fuck me. I'm going to go fuck somebody else. Like he knows if they're that <laughs> in tune with each other, he should know that she left because of other things. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't I mean, him. Yes, this should be well established by now, but Nate is using this as an excuse for, for what he said to and about Serena. Um Lily sees Jack, and this is just another very uncomfortable scene, because keep in mind, the last time Lily saw Jack, he tried to rape her. So this is just, like, extra disgusting of him to show up, and then just the way where he's, like, talking about how she looks, like, beautiful as always, or whatever he says. Such a lovable guy, right? This is so cool. Exactly. It's just, oh, it makes my skin crawl. And Rufus approaches him, and to his credit, he stands up for Lily. He tells Jack how dare he come to an event he knows his wife is at. And Jack apologizes and says he wasn't himself that night. He had a lot to drink. It was on a lot of drugs and was in a bad place and meth and whatever. Again, does not make any of this okay. Well, but then he, he discredits it, too. Not... He's like, actually, he I, I wasn't. I was, I'm just a creep. Well, yeah, he, he doesn't sound remorseful while he's apologizing. He still sounds like an asshole. And he says he's a changed man, but Rufus isn't buying it. And then he's just like, yeah, I thought it was worth a shot, though. <laughs> so, all right, great. And Rufus tells Jack he's not going to make a scene, but if he shows up within 15 feet of Lily again, he's going to regret it. And Rufus did bring uh, his tape measure so he can make sure. He did. His tape measure is, (laughs) you know, it's uh, rolled up in his pants. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He never leaves home without it. So Jack smiles and leaves, and Lily's like, I guess you found the scarf, which I I don't know how she deduced that at first, but I Uh guess she figures why would Rufus be here in the first place if he didn't find the scarf? I guess, I guess that's what it is. So, like, Can you imagine uh, that this was flipped and Rufus found Lily's scarf from someone else's apartment? Oh, boy. We would it never would be, be here in the end of, the of it. fucking world. This is why Lily it is would... the best and Rufus fucking sucks. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Dan goes to talk to Jenny, and one of the many people who are going to have a conversation with Jenny about her, about her big <laughs> oh V. Oh, my God. Her and, big V. I mean, <laughs> her Rufus has v. already let Jenny out of his sight because she's sitting here by herself, even though he said he... Uh, he wasn't going to. Uh-huh. And we haven't had a good Dan, Jenny, like, brother-sister scene in a while. And we aren't going to have one here because Benny just says she isn't in the mood for another lecture. And Dan's like, uh, is the Upper East Sound crown, has it cut off the circulation to your brain? And then Jenny tries to tell him that Damien's her boyfriend. Um, and we bring up the double standard again because Jenny's like, when you were 16, you were in love with Serena and everyone thought it was adorable. Which is even more fucked up because Dan's love for Serena wasn't adorable. It was creepy. It was like, creepy. At least Jenny's at least Jenny's love is being reciprocated and also Damien like, actually knows who she is. Dan was just like stalking this girl. Well, that seems to be a thing that Josh Schwartz likes to do is like have these uh, like these love scenarios where the kid, the, the guy, 
loves this girl from when he's a kid just because this little this girl's hot in his eyes. Yes. And like, well, I love her obviously because like she's amazing. But you don't actually know she, they've never talked to each other. They just see the girl that they like and think is pretty. And then they're supposed to right. end up together because that's uh, the way that the world works, apparently. That's but how it happens. In, yeah, in Dan's defense, though, the two of them were at least the same age, where this guy should not legally be allowed to have sex with Jenny. That that is true. Yeah, uh, that that is a good point. I just also like it's weird that in all these we are pointing out the double standard, but we're not like definitively taking the woman's side here. I know like, it's I, just I it's know. just kind of thrown up in the air and then it goes away, it drifts away. Right. It's they, like oh hey, do you notice this? And then it's like never mind. It's like do you notice this? But like also we're not going to definitively say if that's the right point of view. I, we're not. They, they could like, should be landing on these points and like this should be the point of some of these plot lines. And, yeah, that right, should like, be like what the episode, like exactly. the moral of the episode is or whatever, but there's like no moral. Everyone's just like doing bad, annoying things. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, before Dan can even, uh, reply to Jenny, Vanessa walks in looking, I mean, pretty much like average Vanessa, I'd say, but Dan, yeah, Dan looks like, <laughs> oh, it's like she like, looks like extremely just normal. And then yeah. it's like, this like what they did, like a pan up of her body or something. And it was just like, holy moly. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> this very girl's not normal. wearing underwear. The only oh, difference, like, yeah, the only difference is she's not wearing underwear, which I don't know why this always turns people know. on on TV. It's, <laughs> it's like, bro, if she took off her clothes, there wouldn't be anything there. Like, that's so. Like, I'm not wearing also, underwear, so if I dribble after I pee, it'll go on the floor instead of my that's underwear. That, that's the hot part. <laughs> yep. Why does it. everybody have to be at this event? Oh, why is Vanessa yeah. at this event? She certainly yeah, wasn't invited. I don't understand why every single person in the show has to like be at this event, aside from the fact that like, oh, they're all on. The that's show Gossip Girl. That's that's the. Like, yeah. It's got to be the event of the week. You got to get all your characters get at the event of the week. OC events of the week made sense because it was like, okay, all the kids were dragged there because their parents all like yeah. were part of the same social yeah. circle. But like this one, it's just like, there's no way they'd be like, Vanessa, you have to attend. You have you to. No, they, they, they don't the opposite. Her on her Bart They don't pass. want her there. <laughs> yeah. So now next in line to talk to Jenny is Nate. And uh, she tells him, go away, traitor. And even though Nate is the one who, like, fucked over Jenny by telling Rufus, I thought I had a feeling that he'd be the one that could get through to her. But uh, not even Nate can, I guess, no. because he he's apolog- like his apology to Jenny does uh, is a much better apology than the one he gave to Serena. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, but he tells Jenny it was for her own good. Uh, she's a special girl that, des- that deserves someone who will see that. And it's so, like, creepy to me. It like, is. I don't, and then also Jenny's like... like- yeah, Jenny's also like not like you're available, which is like also, also weird, weird to say. Like I would fuck you if yeah. I could, but I can't. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing exactly. is just very strange to me. Like the whole like Nate Jenny like connection or whatever, where he's just like you're just this special little lady. It's like <laughs> I I don't know. It just feels so like weird and strange to me. Like I would yeah. be so creeped out if some guy was saying that to me. Like right, I don't know. It just feels very like infantilizing like it just it feels wrong. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there's there's another the difference thing- in my episode too. He uh, Nate comes over and he's like. You know, Jenny, I'm sorry. You're just like, you're just a little girl. You're just, you're not a slut like Serena was. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, protect your little flower or whatever. It's Ugh. like, this is, like, very strange to me that he cares so much. Like, just, like, I, I can understand, like, a, and I know I've repeated myself, but it's like, I can understand an initial conversation where, like, hey, make sure you're, like, ready for this and make sure you're being safe about it or whatever. But, like, anything further than that where you're like please oh god don't do this yeah yeah it starts to make it sound like he wants her to save herself for him it's like if jenny loses her virginity nothing in the world will be right anymore like we might as well give up there's there's no point for any of us if jenny's having sex like what is guys everyone calm down i'm surprised like dorota didn't come in and talk to her too (laughs) that would 
have been a great scene, I think. <laughs> she would have had probably the, the most like the most interesting thing to say, like the most insightful. She probably would have. Um, so he he tries telling Jenny that Damien got aggressive with Serena at the state dinner, and Jenny just laughs in his face. Like, and she knows that Damien only hit on Serena to get her to, uh, to take off the jackets with the drugs in it. And even Nate is able to put two and two together here and ask Jenny if Damien is dealing. And now he's freaking out and tells Jenny she can't be with someone who's dealing drugs. Uh, but she says, why? It's not like Nate's never done any. But, I mean, to, to Nate's credit, he's also never dealt drugs. And also, um, these these drugs that Jenny and Damien are selling seem a little more intense than all the weed that Nate is smoking. Yeah, exactly. But it is just a funny scene when Nate goes, is he dealing drugs? <laughs> At the mere like, mention of the word drugs is just like... What? So, so crazy in this show. Um, she tells Nate to stop pretending that he cares about her. In fact, the only person who does care about her just got here, and she goes to talk to Damien. And so Nate goes up to them, tells Damien there's no way he's letting him leave with her. <laughs> and Damien's like, really? And just punches him in the face. And like, I was wow. so Nate's mad usually... because Nate, yeah, Nate's always the guy to be the puncher, and he got punched. Nate's usually the one doing the punching, but what a hit. Soccer it punch. sends him right It sends him right down to the floor, and he takes out a cater waiter on the way down. And <laughs> Damien and Jenny leave. Also, like, so inappropriate for this nice event like oh, yeah. well, it was not warranted it was just too dramatic probably could have just kept walking past nate <laughs> yeah and just been like okay, leave me alone. probably yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what like the came punch over is crazy <laughs> like, i think you need to punch i guess they, they need to heighten the, the party the party wasn't exciting enough so they needed a punch in there <laughs> they need something to spice it up yeah so Dan helps Nate up, and Nate tells everyone that Jenny ran off with Damien and that he's a drug dealer. So probably a miscalculation for Jenny to tell Nate about that. She, she's usually so uh, yeah, calculating. But she but just doesn't care anymore. Maybe, yeah, I, yeah, I think she just doesn't care. So I Nate goes to find she, like, him. She wants to impress people with this sort right. of thing. Like, that's does. a classic yes. Jenny move. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad girl. What of it? And it's like, <laughs> that's just her whole character is like, what can I do to like make people like worried for me or like make people like impressed with like how bad I am. Like it just, that's just her thing. And this is why she had to tell everybody about the drugs. Like, and that's yeah. why, that's yeah. why we love her. That's why she's iconic. Yeah, she's, she's, oh she bring something. <laughs> she to can't it. help it. She's the queen. Um, so Ugh. Nate goes, Nate goes to find them. Um, and there, Serena's gonna go look for Lily and Rufus, uh, cut to Rufus and Lily who are, uh, talking, Rufus is telling Lily what happened when he went to Holland's. He says a part of him wanted to even the score, but when the time came, he couldn't go through with it because he loves Lily and he could never do that to her. Um, this might be genuine, but he also might just be trying to like guilt Lily. Well, still, even so, like, just the fact that Lily gets this information, she's like, "All right, honey, I love you too." Like she's cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best. Lily, Lily tells Rufus that she's always loved him, and they're about to kiss. But here come Dan, Vanessa, and Serena to ruin his day and tell him that Jenny ran off with Damien, and he's worse than they thought. Which so much for not letting her out of your sight, Rufus. Yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> Chuck and his lawyer, Doug, the lawyer here. Uh, Doug tells Chuck, Chuck that they are getting attacked by Christian conservatives, and Chuck responds, "They have those in Manhattan." <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> the Christian conservatives are organizing a boycott, and Chuck's like, that kind of thing is only going to entice my clientele. But Doug tells him that uh, the business doesn't have the luxury of waiting around to see. So uh, for PR, if nothing else, Chuck has to hand over operations to the hotel, at least temporarily, maybe to a family member. And here comes Jack out of nowhere to volunteer. Like, if we didn't already think Jack was behind this, then we must you, you must have thought it now, right? Like, this is just way right. too convenient. And he keeps saying it's mm-hmm. not, so you're like, I don't know how it's not. But I keep insisting that yeah. it's not, yeah. So Chuck tells uh, Doug to give him and Jack a moment, and 
Chuck promises Jack that that will never happen, so Jack is just going to wait until he goes bankrupt and then swoop in and rescue the hotel. And again, he says it wasn't his plan, but he's still going to reap the rewards. At least the hotel is staying in the family. And we have the hindsight of knowing how things work out, but I, I just feel like this is just so suspicious and maybe chuck like should have waited out for a little while just see like maybe the hotel could have withstanded a, a little dip for for a little while but i guess it's tough when your trusted lawyer is telling you that the hotel can't survive exactly. and like this is something he cares so deeply about right and you're also 18 it's hard and he is also dating. yeah, yeah he also a- yeah he has no idea how to like run a business or anything yeah it's just you would like, think yeah you know. so nate goes to damien's hotel and the lady won't give him damien's uh room but he tells her that he's up there alone with a 16-year-old girl, and that seems to do the trick, but Jenny and Damien are not in the hotel room. They uh, they have barged into a different hotel room. Jen- Jenny reveals that uh, Damien booked a room at the Empire for them right under their noses. So Damien asks Jenny if she's sure she wants to do this, and she says she is. So, again, looks like Jenny's little Jay's going to lose her big V. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Um, they, I mean, good for them for getting one over on Nate and everyone, uh, booking another hotel room, I yeah. guess. Point, points there. Um, Blair and Chuck. Blair is very happy that there's a new scandal, but uh, she sees Chuck is hurting, so she asks what's wrong. And Chuck tells her that he has no choice but to sign his hotel over to someone else. And Blair's like, oh, I'll just do it. And Chuck's like, hey, I don't think signing the hotel over to my 19-year-old <laughs> girlfriend would ease, ease yeah, the public's mind. But then, th- I mean, Blair asks, what about Lily? And Chuck says... She's Bass Industries, and the last thing he wants is his father bailing him out, which uh, this is really stupid because this clearly seems like the right thing to do, Yeah. but Chuck won't do it because it would be his father bailing him out. Like, this is like something that be, Rufus though. would it, do also. Like, he just, yeah, it's, a, it's a pride it's, thing getting in the way. It's Lily who just happens to run Bass Industries, and even if it was him, he doesn't have a better option. Like, It's it's only temporary. Like, Put away your pride. And it's also not a money thing either. Not, he's not like getting money from his dad. It's yeah. just a straight up. It's a, it's a PR thing. This is clearly the right decision, and the reason he doesn't do it is just not very convincing from a writing standpoint, I don't think. No. No. Yeah. I could maybe a little bit just because of how much he hates his dad, doesn't want to be a dad. He wants to make – the idea is he wants to make his own name for himself, and like using any, any of his dad's legacy, he doesn't want to do. But he also – he start, how else could he have started a business buying hotels at 18 without his dad? So. Right, yeah. It's, it's like there's no way he – like he, he's not a self-made he, he's man. An, Chuck, Chuck is a nepo baby. Like yeah, he has exactly. to, he has to accept it. Like there, there's no way out of this one. If uh, Chuck would have been in that huge article with with all the nepo babies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, this when the only other option is um, signing over your hotel to. I mean, for all intents and purposes, a stranger. Like he's known this woman. She might be his mom. She might not be. But he's known her for a week. So like, it's, it's just not a viable option. Yeah. So. Uh, Blair also doesn't see another option, but Chuck gets the DNA results, and it looks like they have another choice. But again, even if she is actually his mother, he hardly knows her, so I, this is absurd. Just, like, I don't quite understand the logic of, like, we have to sign your hotel over to somebody else. Yeah, like, how, yeah, who's, who's really reading the papers to find out who owns what hotel? Right. Well, and well like, I, guess, I guess the thinking is, like, people have heard about the scandal. They don't want anything to do with Chuck Bass. They're not... You know they're not gonna book rooms at the hotel. Their the revenue is not gonna go up. Whatever. I guess if they release like they they have a press release that says like Chuck Bass uh, signs over hotel to someone else. Elizabeth Fisher knows it. Then everyone can be like have a clear conscience yeah. and buy rooms at the Empire Hotel again because Chuck isn't the one that technically owes it. Can't they just say it. that? What they should do is just sign it name only, but 
like just for all like for all intents and purposes he's still the owner but just like the name the ownership name would go to someone and i think else. that's what like, he wanted to do right. the lawyer, you're a lawyer draft up something <laughs> yes. yeah. that well doug says, can't be trusted apparently doug the lawyer apparently. cannot be trusted yeah. apparently but like yeah that should be like the that should be what chuck is trying to do and like he shouldn't sign away anything unless he gets that yeah, you know, he, should have he shouldn't just be like, okay, insurance. well, I'm yeah. not going to own it anymore. Like, I'm going to have no money. Right. right. He's like, I'm still going to make the decisions, but you'll be, like, in charge of everything. I yeah, guess. I, I never, I, I, I thought yeah, he was going to do exactly that. I didn't, I never there. thought it was going to be full on ownership until the very end. I was like, oh, okay, that was, right. that was stupid. Right. Like, just saying, like, the, the name of the owner yeah. is this person. Sure. But, like, everything else is and i get all the benefits of it and this person gets nothing and you know like i still like you know have all the shares or whatever i don't know right. it just feel feels doesn't feel right does not um but so more on that later we we got to get back to jenny and damien here where jenny tells damien that she's a virgin she just wanted him to know and damien kind of figured but says it's really not a big deal and Jenny's like, uh, it actually is a big deal for me. And she says she chose him. It means something to her. And Jenny wants to make sure it means something for him, too. But Damien would rather talk about it after. I, I guess <laughs> at least he's not lying and telling her that it means something to him. I, I guess that would be yeah. worse. But such a, such um, a funny line, though. Instead, he <laughs> hey, just like this, all this like important conversation. Yeah, can we yeah, just do it after? Can we fuck first and yeah, talk about how important the fuck virginity. is? <laughs> and so Jenny doesn't want to do it now and that makes Damien laugh at her so Damien leaves because he knew Jenny was just a kid and yeah alright kind, kind of a dick move from Damien here he leaves Jenny crying in a hotel room just because she won't have sex with him yeah I mean but what, we, we expect yeah. this from him kind of like he's not he's never been like an, a, I was gonna a nice say, guy I kind of see that coming yeah 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 so Lily and Rufus are in the loft. Lily has gotten the police involved, and uh, surprise, surprise, the police can't help. So Serena, Dan, Vanessa, they're all there too. And Rufus is like, there's nothing we could have done, which is very convenient coming from him, the one who lost track of her at the event. <laughs> so, But uh, just, at, just at that moment, Jenny comes home and says, everyone will be happy to know that Damien and I broke up. And Rufus tries to comfort Jenny, I guess, but like Jen Jenny just like hilariously cuts him off. She's like, whatever, Dad. Am I, am I still grounded? And she is. So she says, okay, uh, she'll just stay at home for the rest of the year. But now she's really tired, and she's going to go to her room. And, you know, Jenny, we talked about she doesn't make the best decisions sometimes, but uh, I still feel bad for my girl, Little Jay. Yeah, I especially feel bad for her here because she's trying no. so she's hard sad. to keep it in. And she's so sad, and she doesn't want to let anyone see. Like, she comes home to a house full of people that have been looking for her, and all she wants to do is just, like, break down. And she doesn't want people to see her that way. And everyone's like, well, did you do it? Did you lose your virginity, well, they... Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> or did he laugh Everyone at you and leave you? Everyone wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Serena goes to talk to Jenny. The music very dramatically sad in this scene. And Serena's checking in on Jenny to see if she's okay. And she asks Jenny if she and Damien did it. And... Jenny has an interesting move. She tells Serena they did have sex, even though they didn't. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what you were so worried about because it was no big deal. Um, she's why listening does... to Dirty Dancing. Yeah, she is listening to Dirty yeah. Dancing, yes. Um, why Why does Jenny lie about this? And is that a good idea? Like, I don't know why she does this. I, I couldn't really pin it down either. I was like, I was wondering to see if like this comes into play next episode. I think probably because it's just like, I think she's just, like, annoyed with the fact that Serena's just, like... Like, she knows that all these people are trying to stop her from doing something. That's and true, then yeah. just, like, shut up about it. It's already happened. Like, yeah. now they don't have to, like, talk with me about it again. Like, it's over. You right. guys oh, yeah. lost. I, I'm in favor of this of this move now again. Because yeah. now if everyone thinks she already lost her virginity, like, th this is never going to happen to her again. Her. No, like, it's, I, it is uh, And she maybe has figured out that okay, Serena was never, like, 
on her side anyway. So she's like, well, yeah. fuck you, Serena, too. I'm going to just lie to you. I don't give a shit what you think. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, she tells Serena to close the door on her way out, and she puts her headphone in to listen to uh, to her new favorite song from her new favorite movie. So at the very least, at least uh, Serena gave Jenny a new favorite movie to, to <laughs> listen to. Yeah. yeah that was I nice. also think, like, I think also, like, maybe maybe it was the movie partially that, like, helped her, like, make decision not to like sleep with him like right because you know serena had said she wants someone to like fight for her or whatever and then she like watches the movie maybe is inspired well, for, or like first she about... downloads the movie I was gonna say, I hope yeah, she, downloaded she downloads it first <laughs> um and then like and then the fact that she's like still thinking about the movie and like listening to the song from the movie like right maybe it is like a new mindset of hers of like i want to make sure that the person who i like lose it to or whatever is like actually someone who cares about me yeah and then when that that time comes no one else has to be involved because they think i already did it yeah that's a that's a good point yeah yep um but chuck comes to see elizabeth he tells her that he should have trusted her but it's hard for him him to let people in and elizabeth says she abandoned him when he was a baby how how could he not be which is another great fucking point like this woman abandoned you as as a baby there's just another reason right there why you should not trust her why why did she say this before yeah why was she, she mad before and now exactly. she's fine because <laughs> now chuck trusts her again so now now she's like no yeah you <laughs> so never now she can say anything <laughs> so chuck wants to change he wants to trust elizabeth because he needs to he needs someone to take over the hotel for a little while even if elizabeth is his mother again this is a huge ask for someone you just met who theoretically has probably little to no experience with owning a hotel but uh, chuck tells her it's mostly just signing authority he would still have the authority behind the scenes um, and it just needs to look like he's gone until the scandal subsides, which unfortunately this is how dealing with scandals usually works. Like cancel culture is not real. This is exactly, this is exactly what being canceled looks like. Chuck is just gonna, uh, the plan is at least for Chuck to just disappear for, you Long know, a few months like and the then just, re- and then just resurface. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he, he gets, he gets how this works. And so Elizabeth tells Chuck that there are other people who could do a better job, but Chuck doesn't trust other people. He only trusts his mother, even though she abandoned him for the first 19 years of his life and also lied to his face when he tracked her down. So <laughs> and this is really bad. Like, Chuck let his emotions get the best of him. Yeah, he really did. Um, Chuck, this is, this is not you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't blame him. Like, he's never had a mom before, so uh, this is all very new to him, but uh, very uh, not, not, not a good move from Chuck here. So... We get a, a phone call to Cece from Lily here, and Cece says it's been six months. It's time to check back in with the with the good Dr. Vanderwoodson. And Lily wants someone else to do the test, but Cece tells her she knows that he's the right choice, and it's been too long already, and says, please, darling, for me. So Lily yeah, is really trying not to... I, yeah, I, it's very vague. Like it's, it's very vague. Are we dying? not supposed to know what this is about, or... It's. I, I think, mean, am I just not understanding? You're supposed, it to, I don't you're know supposed to guess a little bit because she's like already been sick, but we don't. We, we I'm pretty sure at this point that she's fine. So I was confused by this. Oh, Lily. This phone call. Lily was gone for the first few episodes of the season because she was staying with Cece, who was sick. And um, at some point, she went to visit her husband to you know talk about the sickness and whatever. But as far as we know, her ex. CC has been in remission since August, but now CC is saying, uh, you know, it's been too long already. Please, darling, do this for me. And w- so, yeah, we're not. It's very, very, she's very vague about it, and I don't think we're supposed to know exactly what's going on right. here. So, because yeah, uh, knowing all that, it kind of sounds like she's sick again. But that would be crazy if 
Lily knew that Cece was sick again, and she had been just been putting it off, putting off like getting her help again. So I don't know right. what it could possibly mean. And, yeah. So Lily's trying not to involve the good doctor here, but uh, she agrees for her mom and says she'll get the next plane out. Because then she cries. Uh, she like seriously cries. Like she, she's like she does. Yeah. So it it seems like like she's losing her mom. But it could be yeah, something so, knowing the show it's something else. Something stupid. <laughs> so Rufus, Rufus asks her if everything's okay, and Lily, unfortunately, is going to go back to lying. She tells Rufus that her mother's at Canyon Ranch, and normally she would ignore her pleas, but... And then Rufus but Rufus forced her to do this because Rufus time. was like hard. He couldn't bear hearing that she ever talked to her ex-husband. So she's going to go do that again. Right. She knows that she can't... Like, Rufus is really putting her in this place of lying. So I don't, I, I don't blame her. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely... I, I get it. She can't tell. She, knows how she can't tell him under any circumstances that she's going to see Doctor Vanderwoodson again. Um, so Rufus needs some alone time with Jenny, and uh, I, I, I think he means uh, he and Holland need some alone time with with Lily out of the picture here. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. That's what he's really. He's going to be dropping his scarves all over the twenty fourth floor. <laughs> so <laughs> he says that when Lily comes back, um, they can start all over with a clean slate. So I get when he get, when he gets Holland out of his system, they can and she comes back, they get a, get a clean slate, and Lily would love that. So it seems like things are good between them, even though uh, Lily, you know, not telling Rufus the whole truth here. And then, like you said, she starts uh, very much crying while hugging Rufus. So it, what, it, maybe is it's your like is she prediction? This is her last that, episode of the her, series? <laughs> yeah, this is our goodbye. For, for Lily. <laughs> she knows she's never going to come back from CC. <laughs> Yeah, so is your prediction that uh, Cece's sick again and maybe she's losing her mother? Or do I you guess think so, because be I don't know else? why else she would need to talk to like the best doctor that there is. So that's, that's my guess. Right. You will see. Uh, unfortunately, we have to check in on Dan and Vanessa in her dorm. For some reason, we have to circle back to this relationship. <laughs> and Dan needs to talk to his friend, and Dan tells her all about his problem, about how he wants to tell everyone he's dating her. And, and I guess we're supposed to think this speech is cute, but like I would like to throw up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, want, I don't love it no, I want none of this no. basically Dan is happy and he wants the world to know and Vanessa says he should tell people and then they start making out and that, that's what they do so uh, it, it's amazing how much I can hate Dan when he's with Vanessa I know because if he's, if he's doing this speech to somebody else anybody else in the show it would be like alright that's Dan's being his quirky if little he was, cute self if he was doing this to Nate I would love it <laughs> yeah I would, I would, actually, I I would like that, that the most too. yeah yeah that's exactly, an ideal character so, uh <laughs> Nate and Serena. Nate apologizes. He didn't let Serena know he was calling Rufus. And Serena, um, again, he does not apologize for slut shaming Serena, though. He apologizes for not letting her know he was calling Rufus. And then Serena's like, "Yeah, that was a bad plan, anyway." And then Serena <laughs> offers an apology. Serena offers an apology of her own for disappearing the day after she took his virginity, and says she never meant to hurt Nate. Again, kind of implying that Nate was in the right here. Which, and so Serena wants to uh, relive that night because this time she knows that Nate loves her and that she loves him. And, you know, glad to see that all is well with our two golden retrievers here, but I wish Nate <laughs> could have, like, offered up a, a genuine apology for the shitty things he said about her. Yeah, I yeah. think like he was ready to just pout Green. until she apologized to him. That was his plan all along. Mm -hmm. Nate can pout. Nate's a, Nate's a good powder. He's a good powder. Um, Chuck and Blair now. We're really just doing a couple check-in to end the episode here. Yeah, we started uh, the episode by Blair everyone with... fucking, and now we're going to end it by just, like, nice little <laughs> yeah, kisses. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> we start hot and heavy, and then we end just, like, uh, sweet Smooth and... Smooth bedtime just, kisses. Yeah. <laughs> so he asks Blair what they're celebrating confirms that he did just sign over his hotel and Blair says they're celebrating him opening his heart to his mother and her being the woman that encouraged him to do it so things are going great with them as well but we can't end the episode without a little cliffhanger as Elizabeth answers the door Jack is at the hotel and he says well do we have ourselves a hotel 
And Elizabeth says, we do. And Jack oh. is all smiles. And the biggest betrayal is from Doug, the fucking lawyer, who comes in and yeah. is also all smiles. What is, what is Doug getting out of Huge this? Huge betrayal. He's got, uh, he's conflict of interest, for sure. <laughs> he can't represent both of them. Yeah, come on. <laughs> did, did, uh, did you see this coming when you were watching, Brendan? Um, not to this degree, because like we've been saying, the plan is kind of convoluted. Convoluted, and Seems like yeah. part of it may not have <laughs> needed to happen, but... Uh, I I mostly just suspected Elizabeth the whole time of of something. Did? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was definitely not going to be his mom, but right. it sounds like the DNA test proved she was. Well, yeah. So that's that's another question. Like, why is Elizabeth doing this? Because if she is Chuck's mom, then this is like a new low for her. And <laughs> if she isn't, then who the hell is she? And what's with the DNA test passing? I guess that's, that's also, the point of like the keeping the DNA test within like their little group is like they could have faked it. I guess it's like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's true. All they had to say to Chuck was like, yep, she passed. Like, wouldn't it be better for her in the long run to just, like, go back into Chuck's life and, like, have him, like, give her money and, like, be part of the (laughs) the whole organization instead of, like, oh, I just want this one little boutique hotel? Well, I I still, I don't think she's his mom still. Yeah, I feel like I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, she's going to essentially probably, like, sign it over to Jack here because they're in cahoots, but... Yeah. And I, I don't know, as, as the lawyer of the pod, is, which is now your official promotion, you are now <laughs> lawyer of this podcast, is is this how hotel ownership works? Is this, is this how, Also, how would you rate Doug as a lawyer in this episode? Is he, is he doing a good job? He's terrible. <laughs> terrible. He's in so much trouble with the... Like, you can't represent, like, two sides of, like, a deal or, like... It just <laughs> right. it's not it's not appropriate at all. So, uh, yeah, I, he can't, like, represent – either he's representing the hotel or he's representing Chuck or he's representing, like, um, the guy, whatever his Jack. name is. Like, Jack. Like, but he can't be sitting there representing all of them when they're on different sides of one deal. <laughs> yeah, it makes, it makes no sense. <laughs> Doug like, is just, just everywhere. it just doesn't make any sense. Like, obviously, yeah. he's going to be on one of their sides and give the other one a raw deal, and that's what he did. And that, yeah, that's exactly what he did. So that is our episode. Brendan, any any predictions of what's going to happen next? Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a wild one. I, I like to see, like, a, like a supercut of just the cliffhangers of Gossip Girl. Like, I wonder if like, someone could watch the, fun, the, yeah. the cliffhangers and kind of piece together what happens in the show. Because it really is the most we important part. We do need part. to, like, rank these. We do need to rank these cliffhangers someday. I think it, well, be that'll fun. be an off-season project yeah, at some definitely. point. Maybe when we're all done. Sure. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's let's zoom through some segments here. We'll start off with, of course, my favorite segment, uh, user review of the week. We only had one this week from our good friend, Comedy Fan. And uh, they give it an 8 out of 10 and say, I thought Jenny's relationship with Damien would last much longer and there will be more issues about him being a drug dealer, but they ended it now. Lily and Rufus again are making up. His scarf sure helped the situation. The best part of this episode was Chuck opening up to trust his mother. The ending was shocking as she is against Chuck with Jack. I wonder if it means she is really his mother, although the DNA test passed. This is pretty sad after the scene when Chuck tells her he trusts her because she is his mother. Again, uh, always always a great review from Comedy Fan. Uh, Thank you for that. Next week, Brendan... The episode is titled "The Empire Strikes Jack." Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Um, I will. I guess Jack is back, um, and his goatee is still there. Unfortunately, Good prediction. Um, maybe she. Maybe the, when he comes back, it'll be just a mustache. He'll he'll shave the bottom half. But uh, I, I'm guessing the, the so gang. That's your official prediction. Ruf, no, yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll leave it there. I won't tell you the rest of it. I'll just give you my predictions <laughs> on facial hair. 
Uh, the the little blurb doesn't give us much. It just says Chuck once again finds himself at odds with his uncle Jack yeah. Bass, which we could have predicted just based on the ending of this episode. Well, to, so. to me, I was gonna say like it, uh, it feels like Rufus has gotten so good at rallying the entire community that it, like it's it's just Rufus and the gang along with Chuck against Jack and Doug and Elizabeth, and they've actually fake fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I like it. Yeah. All right, so let's do some episode grades here. And you went first last week, so I'll go first this week. And this episode is such a strange one that I don't know how to grade it. Like, it certainly isn't boring. It kept me entertained and or invested throughout. And that's what you want in an episode of a teen drama. But it's, like, inconsistent, and I don't know the lessons we're supposed to be taking from it. Like, it's an episode that deals a lot with a young character losing her virginity, but then she doesn't do it, and then she lies about it, and we have no idea why. And also, everyone else has to offer their two cents on it for some reason. Um, it's an episode that talks about the, the double standards between boys and girls when it comes to sex, but... Again, it doesn't really take a clear side on it. And then it's an episode that, like, surprisingly deals with the allegations against the main character, but it's telling us that we're supposed to take his side. So even though he admits, like, to the terrible things he's being accused of. So I, I, it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about this episode. So I, I can't grade it too highly, even though it is an interesting episode. Also, Dan and Vanessa are there dragging it down because they still suck. So I don't know. B minus, B minus sounds right. I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, Brendan, do you want to go next? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It's just like it's kind of it's one of the archetypes of Gossip Girl episodes that's like here's a, an exciting one, but it's not gratifying. It's just a mess. Um, and and there's also Jack. I feel like Jack for me brings it down an entire letter grade just because him being there is so unnecessary. That's and a it good just, point. Uh, it's, it's just disgusting. Um, so if if I was gonna give it a B, the, the Jack downgrade gives it like a C. All right, so you're it's giving a it a one. C. Yeah, Melissa, what do you give the episode? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I just didn't have, there weren't really any stakes for me in regards to like the Jenny situation. It was kind of like, oh my God, just like, whatever, let her do whatever she's going to do. She just like, she just bothers me. Yeah. No, I know you guys love her. I know. But like, and then like the Dan and Vanessa thing, like that brought it down. And then the whole like, the nonsensicalness of like, oh, you can't test her DNA. Like, why would you do that? You just have to trust her and sign your hotel away to her. Like, it, so I feel like this episode, like, didn't really do it for me, I think. Like, I guess, I think I would probably agree and give it, like, a C minus, I think. Okay. All right. So not not the best grades for this episode, but, um, see, I I thought I might be low on my B B minus, but you guys are backing me up by going even lower. Yeah. No, this Um, is the kind of episode I just, like, I'm always confused about because you're right, it, it is entertaining. But I feel like it's one of the ones that's entertaining for the wrong reasons, and it's 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 for just very inconsistent. Where a lot of things bother me, and then it kind of like it's exciting, and there's a cliffhanger, which is always good, but like it's a stupid one. So it's it's it, there's a lot going on. I feel like I yeah. also like the episodes more when like Blair is more of a main. Yeah, oh yeah, point. for sure. Yeah. Not and enough like, Blair in this episode at all. Yeah, Blair and, and especially like. Too. A- in this episode was just kind of like i'm just going to support you chuck where it's like i'd much prefer to see her kind of having her own storylines sure. and yeah. also like i love it when there's like a big event they're like preparing mm-hmm. for or working towards or something and then you get to see some like big event with some dresses payoff. and everything yeah. like i i like that sort of stuff so like this one kind of didn't do it for me the like art gallery was yes a big event but a very boring one and like none of the outfits were all that exciting so i feel like not even vanessa's that, with no underwear well you know the no underwear part wow really really exciting wow that right gives it up bumps it up a letter grade. <laughs> yeah yeah i'll bump it up a letter grade <laughs> Um, all right, MVP of the week, and this is so hard. So like, hard. A few, 
a few weeks ago, I made a rule, and it's pretty much the only rule I follow when it comes to MVPs. If you punch a Vanderbilt or Archibald, you get an MVP. Now, Oof. usually Nate's the one doing the punching, but this time he got punched. And also, I don't want to award Damien, who in the same episode oh, completely yeah. screws over our beloved Jenny. But also, I truly don't know who else to give it to because no one has a good episode. But, like, I really don't want to go Dam- Damien. I might go, like, completely off the board now. And uh, since this uh, Dirty Dancing movie really helped Jenny, can I give it to Patrick Swayze? He's the one in the movie, right? <laughs> He's mentioned. I feel like everyone was up and down. Like, I feel like Nate had some good moments, but then there was, like, horrible moments. And, like, same with – like, Serena had, like, some decent moments, but then horrible right. moments. Yeah, Blair exactly. Was, like, someone up, up and down, down. yeah. No one maybe really I'd give it to, like, Lily, maybe, because she doesn't really do oh, much. Wow. Just because she's, like, a con- consistent present. Like, just, like, for lack of any other option, like, maybe Lily. Um, I could see that. Um, Melissa, do you want to give yours to Lily? Yeah, I guess I would give it to Lily. Like, I guess the idea that she, like... Wow. And the only negative, Locker. I guess, about her was that she like believe chuck like without any sort of question but i guess like maybe you would she would if like she knows chuck all that well i don't know but yeah i guess i'll give it to lily just because i don't really want to give it to anyone else yeah that's i did consider that for a little bit too i was like just for like the lesser of all the evils maybe Mm -hmm. lily but uh if i'm allowed to i think i think i'm just gonna give it to patrick swayze who really through this episode uh brendan who are you giving your mvp to well, I didn't want to spoil mine, but that's exactly why I was giving mine to Lily. Also, like that, she, everything you, you just said, Melissa. Po- you didn't need a push I, to give it to Lily. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but the epi- every episode starts, you have Lily penciled in, and then she has to lose it. For, I was literally for you. gearing up to explain exactly why I was giving it to Lily, and then Melissa just said it all better than I would have said it anyway. Like, oh, perfect, she did my job. So, thank you so much. You're for doing like that. done. So, in a really like <laughs> nothing episode for Lily, she comes out of it's, it's, it's literally MVPs. just for being like the least annoying on the screen. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's yeah. all it is. All right, and now LVP. Like, I could give it to Jack again, but we already know he's evil, and, like, he technically does win the episode. Like, he gets the hotel. Uh, I could give it to Elizabeth again, because if she's Chuck Mom, then, like, this really sucks. But also, I don't know what's going on with her. Uh, Doug is lucky I don't give it to him. He's lucky. I I am going to give it to Nate, because first he snitches on Jenny, then he slut-shames his own girlfriend, then he gives the worst apology I've ever heard while still trying to, like, be on his high horse. And then he gets punched by Damien and also tricked by Damien. So, like, uh, it's a loss for Nate this week. I'm giving him an LVP. All right. I think that that's pretty. That's a really good answer. Um, I think to be. I think to be different. I'm gonna give it to Chuck's mom because, or maybe her, his mom. I don't know if it is his mom. Yeah. But to give it to her because, yeah, she really screwed him over and. Just like the whole episode, she was like also annoying and also just like, how can you not trust me? I've only like abandoned you forever. And then reverse course and was like, actually, like, I understand why you didn't trust me, but you still shouldn't have done a DNA test or whatever. And it's just like very annoying. And then she just totally like works with Jack and betrays him in the end. It's just bad all around. Yep. Definitely get that. Uh, Brendan, who's your LVP? My LVP goes to Dougie boy. Doug. You got you got to go down. He's one of the worst lawyers of all time. I'm glad we had a lawyer on to talk about how disgusting, despicable he was. Yeah, the ethics committee needs to investigate. Thank God. I'm, I'm glad. Go, I'm glad. Excited to go back to the Doug stats later the in the season or at the end of the season and find out that this, the MVPs and LVPs were Lily uh, and and uh, who Patrick Swayze and then we Patrick had Swayze, Nate yep. and Doug. <laughs> You're like, what is this? <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of our segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. 
And speaking of our good friend, lawyer Doug, we are going to be doing the scene with uh, Doug, Jack, and Chuck, where Jack is trying to get the hotel from his uh, naughty nephew, Chuck. And I have my script in front of us. Who, uh, Melissa, is there, is there anyone that you would like to be between Doug, Chuck, and Jack? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I guess, um... Maybe, maybe I could be Chuck and try and do his, like, low like, Please, voice. Yeah. Great. Like that. Um, Brendan, do you want to be uh, Creepy Uncle Jack, or do you want to be Bad Lawyer Doug? Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll be Doug, um, since he's my LVP. All right. I'll, I'll take everyone's favorite character, Jack, then. Uh, does everyone <laughs> have their scripts in front of them? Yes, uh, yes I do. All right. So, uh, Brendan, you're going to start us off. Actually, things have taken a turn. We're getting attacked by Christian conservatives. We have those in Manhattan. The Family Travel Council is organizing the boycott. You'd be shocked how much influence they have. That's the kind of thing that would only entice my target clientele. And then I take a sip of my bourbon. <laughs> well, it, looks like, it looks like good whiskey, Chuck. I don't think the business has the luxury of waiting around to see. I'm sorry, Chuck. For PR, if nothing else, it seems that you ha you're no longer in charge. You need to hand over the operations of the hotel, at least temporarily, perhaps a family member. I'll do it. Pick me. Pick me. Ugh, give us a moment. I'm leaving. I promise you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, Jack, that will never happen. And I'll wait. And when your beloved hotel is bankrupt and empty, I'll swoop in, give you a fair market price. I'm sure there's some copper pipes I could salvage. This was your plan, wasn't it? I feel like I'm doing a Batman Whoa. voice. <laughs> it's close to it. <laughs> Chuck always turns into Batman at some point. <laughs> no, but I'm totally going to reap its rewards. You took what's mine, now I'm taking what's yours. At least you know it's staying in the family, my naughty, naughty nephew. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, Doug, wow, are you still there? I'm still here. I never left. <laughs> oh, get out. My oh, voice get is different here. now, too. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. Round of applause for everyone. Everyone is uh, giving us an ovation. Another great Lonely Boys <laughs> Theater. Um, so all we have left is some plugs. But first, of course, I have to thank you again, yes, Melissa, you for, for joining us. Uh, oh, always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm very glad we finally got to podcast together. Um, yes. Is there anything you would like to plug at this hour? Um, no, absolutely not. I guess uh, just my social media. Um, I'm it's Melissa with three A's everywhere. Um, so definitely check that out. Instagram for when I'm not tweeting about Big Brother and things like that. So uh, yeah, that that's all I have though because it's the off season. So I am free. Woo. Yeah, I'm 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 gearing up. I'm getting ready for Big Brother Canada. I'm sure is uh, coming back soon. Oh my soon. god, yes, I am excited um, about that. Brendan, are you gonna get into the Big Brother seasons this year? Uh, definitely not. No, you've got to. It's so good. <laughs> can't, get Brent, can't get Brendan into like, reality well, you TV. Know, even the fans don't seem like they like what they watch, so I'm not really going to get into it. <laughs> Brent, Brendan, sees my, Brendan sees my tweets hating on every Survivor. <laughs> well, why can I get into this? <laughs> and then I'm like, you should, but you should watch. It's great. <laughs> it is. It, when it's great, it's great. When exactly. it's bad, it's it's bad. And it's, when it's sure. bad, we all we all complain together as a community. Exactly. I think we're loudest when it's bad. <laughs> yes. Um, Brendan, what are you plugging? Wait, hold on. That wasn't good. Brendan, yeah. what are you plugging? There you ah, go. Oh, yeah, you I cracked a little bit. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are you? <clears throat> what are you plugging? There, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> um, I guess just the usual. The the Happy Boys just had an episode with the fun guests that that you seem to like. Uh, good good pal Lane Maher yeah, she was from, great. from Hydro. Um, we had we had a good time talking about white wine. 
uh, I guess you know this has just been like the the full full year. I guess it released afterwards, but we recorded it in December. It's been the year of the Happy Boys being the beer podcast that talks about everything but beer. We talk about seltzers. We talk about <laughs> uh, like actual like plain seltzer without alcohol. We talk about wine. We talk about liquor. You know, you've really branched out. We've really branched out. We're we're just so adaptable and malleable. Uh, but yeah, check check out that show. It's a lot of fun. We have some more stuff coming up soon. You know, it's it's almost getting to that time of year where, where uh, Malt Madness is coming up. We got I got to put together a bracket of some sort. But so look out for oh, Malt yes, Madness in March, I guess. Uh, otherwise, we've been starting to put out more Patreon stuff. we covering the OC. I'm loving the OC. Um, we're up to I think episode eight is out now, and next week when you hear this, episode nine of the OC coverage should be out. So. Check out that stuff on patreon.com slash the Hoppy Boys Pod, and you can get that for three bucks a month. Trying to let's try and get to double digits uh this in a couple in, what's in the month. I think we got it. We I, got especially it once we get Melissa on the podcast. Everyone's oh, yeah. gonna be wanting to hear what she has to Big say. Time. So um as for me, I, I've I've got nothing. We've been uh plugging the uh the community podcast that we were on recently, yep, community yep. building, but that, that's been a while. I uh, haven't been on anything since then. Uh, Brendan, have I gotten you to watch Fleischman is in trouble yet? Well, that's good. Uh, no, I, I, I do. Yeah, I, that's what it. I was yeah. saying. I, I just, I, I was watching okay, something else. Okay, when I first watched it, I was like, like the first episode, I would say, I was kind of like, this is it so dull. Boring. Like, it starts yeah, off very like, boring. I can't yes. get into this. And now I'm like very okay. into that's, it. Very so now, I, I, now I have two accounts you, of like, I, when I start watching it, I'll know like from you two, like, okay, both people said that it's slow, so I'll power through. Have you? Did you finish it, Melissa? Uh, I am almost done, but I'm not finished yet. Oh my god! Those last like by the time we get to those last three episodes, they are yeah. so good. I was obsessed it with totally, them. Totally like flips everything. Like it's not just the same thing that you watch mm-hmm. the whole time. So I think like it, yeah, it definitely starts slow, and you're kind of like I don't really care. Like I don't really know like what I'm supposed to be thinking about this whole thing, and the voiceover thing's a little odd, but mm-hmm. it ends up being really, really interesting and good. Yeah. Yep. All right, Brendan. You got to get on it. Yeah. Uh, Gossip Girl reboot still going strong. Everyone can watch that on HBO Max. Oh, Brendan, you missed out. I saw Megan yesterday, and it is oh, yeah. as great as everyone oh. has been saying that. Oh my god. Everyone has. I, I'm so obsessed with this little four foot robot doll that kills everyone that I made her my phone background. <laughs> like I, I can't. Oh, I cannot god. get enough. Give me Megan. Megan two. <laughs> give me. Give me everything. I can't. I cannot wait. I'm um, glad it was so good that it it should still be in theaters in two weeks when we have time to go again on Tuesday. It should be. I'm glad you love it enough money. to see it again. It's a, the theater was like packed when I saw it yesterday, and everyone was was clapping and laughing. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a very good time seeing it with a with a pretty packed theater. Um, that's all. Uh, that's 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 it. I think uh, I, I've got nothing else. I finished Wednesday. Wednesday was fun. I love that Jenna Ortega. Um, I'm trying to think if I've I watched any other TV that I can yet. tell. No, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a good experience. Uh, I'm ready for. Yeah, I've been told to watch it. season two. Um. Puss in Boots, I saw last week. That was surprisingly <laughs> okay, good. It was. It was. I, I know. I'm sure it was great. But like, what's your, if you're like struggling for for movies, <laughs> it's okay. We could just end. <laughs> I, I'm having so much fun. I don't want to end the podcast. All right. Okay. I guess now's, now's as good a time as any is uh, to end. Uh, you, can you know, on the Hobby Boys, we did talk about uh, the Shrek video game to talk about more Puss in Boots content. <laughs> more Puss in Boots content. <laughs> thank, thank you for. <laughs> I just wanted to yeah, give, give, give you 30 more seconds. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, of course, at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we'll be back with yet another guest. And we'll break down season three, episode 16. 
uh, what was it? The, was that the Empire Strikes Jack? Is that what it was oh, called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Empire Strikes Jack. Okay, great. I remembered. But until then, <laughs> you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. Bye-bye. Whew. We did it. Yeah.